Now entering Nerdist.com. You made it weird. You made it weird. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird. You made it weird. Yes, you did. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird with Pete Holmes. Hey, weirdos. It's, uh, it's Pete, and uh, this is Bo Burnham, number two, which I'm super excited. Bo and I were hanging out, and we were like, why don't we do another podcast? It's been so long, and the show has kind of changed. It's longer. There are different questions and more things for us to talk about. So here he is, Bo Burnham. Number two, his show Zach Stone wants to be famous is uh, or sorry is going to be famous is on Thursday nights on MTV and is hilarious and wonderful and partly why Bo wanted to come on to get the word out about his wonderful show. So while that's not our sponsor, I did want to mention that. So watch Zach Stone on MTV. Also, if you'd like to come out to a live show, first of all, thanks to everybody that's been coming out. The shows have been amazing. Uh, we have some coming up: uh, Bloomington, Indiana, for the Limestone Comedy Fest, June seventh and eighth and ninth. On the seventh, we're doing. A live You Made It Weird uh, at 4 p.m. on the 7th with Tig, Maria Bamford, John Roy. It's going to be amazing. Uh, let's see, Portland, Oregon. I'm going to be there for one night with Chris Thayer. And uh, let's see, that's at the Aladdin Theater on June 28th. Seattle at the Neptune on June 29th. New Orleans uh, at Tipitina's at uh, June 11th. Houston at Fitzgerald's on June 12th. Dallas, Texas uh, at the Texas Theater on June 13th. That's it. The sponsor's Amazon. So if you'd like to buy my album, Nice Try the Devil, double it up. Support support my stand-up and my, my stand-up pursuits and uh, Katie in this podcast uh, by going to Amazon, click on the banner, and uh, shop like you normally would. you got to go to Nerdist.com. Then click on the banner and drop like you don't want to buy my CD, except buy Marin's book. Who cares? Buy Dr. Gary Penn's book. Buy whatever you want. And uh, use, use Nerdist.com and then go to Amazon.com. But in the meantime, regardless of what you do with your money, enjoy this free podcast with Bo Burnham. Just one of my favorite people. So, so deep. So cool. So funny. Enjoy. Hey, Boom. <laughs> hey, buddy. What if all I write on the notepad is boom over and over? Every time I take a note, I'm just writing boom, 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 boom. I put a yeah, boom cast is what it was in there. <laughs> was it really? Here you go. You can wear these if you care to. Oh my goodness! Welcome back, you. boom. Where'd you get these headphones? The uh, they hand these out in the Delta flight over. <laughs> these are pretty nice quality. <laughs> Zero to sharpshooting that fast. <laughs> these are bad earphones. Yeah, they're not this whole great. thing is bad. Yeah. The whole setup is bad. The table is bad. They just sawed a hole in the middle of this table. No, I like it. When I say bad, I'm so glad it's not slick in here. Yeah. Oh. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. Every once in a while, Katie will post a photo of me and the guest, and uh, and people are like, "That's where." Like, it looks like it looks like we ran away from home and like built our own place. No, it's cool. Well, Marin started that. Marin started the whole like you know cool raw podcast place. I and, think you're uh, right. And he popularized that. So you got to like be cool. We well, it's probably deliberate. You know, it's Chris's call. This isn't my place. Do you want black or almond? Um, uh, I'll take neither. I'll just take a water, please. Oh, there you go. That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> I just point to it. There you go. You don't want either of these. Co- Katie, do you want an almond coffee or a black coffee? All right. I think I'm like vaguely lactose intolerant or something. I think just like milky stuff just messes me up. Even almond milky? I don't know. I bet you'd be fine. It's gross. Milk is gross. Yeah, I know. I know. Milk is disgusting. It truly is. And I, I, I really, I drank milk all the time. Like when oh, I was young. me too. When I was young, I would have a big glass of milk. <laughs> I'd come home from basketball and, and drink then, milk. And then somebody was like, that's a cow's 
breast milk. And I was like, yeah. you're so- yeah. And now I can't like not taste it when I'm tasting it. I'm like, but you're not, it's not even a, look, a cow. If I'm on your farm and it's the Bo Burnham farm okay. and there you are and you have your dog and you're playing, you're throwing a boomerang at him. It's more fun that way. And you have your own uh, cow and you milk it and you bring me a pail and we you throw a boomerang it. at a dog. That's the most torturous <laughs> thing to ever do. Your dog goes insane and kills himself. <laughs> Because he can never get it. He's running. It comes no, back. No, he's so. a good dog. He's just happy to see you're having fun. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> he's just watching it, making sure it gets back to you. It's fine. <laughs> this is why the uh, dog suicide rate in Australia is so high. <laughs> uh, I think it's just the lack of general culture in Australia. Oh, no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Okay, that's funny. I hear. I don't even know that, but I hear. It's so funny. I hear. Like, I feel like a few times I've been to Britain. That's what British people tend to say. What? They, oh, well, that's what down Australians. They for sent like, all their prisoners and stuff, and they, they're still trying to bounce back from that PR nightmare. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's super funny though. It was a prison island. I was like, I think it's great. I've mean, been to Melbourne a few times. It's I've like been to Melbourne. Nice. Now you can go and watch a movie where there it used to just be criminals. Is that true? Yeah, it used to just be people making knives out of things. Well, yeah, it used to be the indigenous, and then that was... Well, the indigenous were there first, and then all the criminals came. So that's what, that's the indigenous people were just like, this is what's happening elsewhere, like the worst people. Although a lot of them were just like British people that broke like some vague law, so they weren't like really badass people. Oh, man, I'm not going out on a limb and acting like I know these things. You're, you're very brave, Pete. <laughs> I, mean, I like that you're assuming I'm probably wrong. <laughs> so you're like, you're, this is a bold move. No, when I was in Melbourne, David O'Doherty told me everything. Yeah, David O'Doherty's the best. He's so funny. Isn't he the king? He's so funny. He's our Irish lord. He's so funny. He rules us all. Let me, uh, f- let's finish milk. Oh, yeah, for let's sure. Oh, my milk. goodness. Like- oh, what I was saying was if you had a single cow and you gave me that milk, I wouldn't think it was as gross. Uh, oh, when it- we drink it, we're drinking thousands of yes, cows. Yes, that, that's not as gross to me. It's thousands know. of cows. I don't cows. know, because then it seems less intimate with the cow. <laughs> you know what I mean? It seems less like I'm getting like a, like this a, is like a cup of birthday. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think it's grosser. You don't know. I, it, picture a thousand cows. One of them is the weird wonky. He has one white eye. <laughs> yeah. He walks sideways. That's, you're drinking that cow. I'm just calling it a he, too, um, which is funny. Uh, it's a girl because they got tits. And, and not, their not tits. even tits, though. They're like genetically Sagging. designed Ooh, to I be know. giant vats of milk. And just like, constantly like, pregnant. Uh, yes. They have to be preg- They have to give is that birth true? Oh my God. To, to lactate. They don't lactate all the time. They're just like us. They only like it when they give a birth, so they give birth. They're and just then, like us. <laughs> just like us. They're just like us. Same thing with chickens. I mean, wandering around, they're literally just like bred to be balls of meat that yeah. walk around. And I know. Like little vestigial wings. Would you crap. feel better if we could breed chickens that didn't have heads or conscious knees? Consciousies? Um, no. I. This is the thing. I think probably like vegetarianism, veganism is probably almost certainly morally correct. I, like, it's I, absolutely I probably I, the I've right thing to do. talking about that on stage. It's kind and of- I've said that, like, if you love your dog, if you believe truly that you love your dog, yeah. then you have to be morally a... a- <laughs> mm. <laughs> boom, boomerang, 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 boomerang. It's a free show. No, but the idea... If you love your dog, yeah, you know, I love your dog. A, a pig is smarter than a dog. That's what my bit is you about. Know, mostly about, yeah. Oh man, no, no, dog. Do- we, we can talk about it trouble. again. Dogs, uh, but are- you know, so you either have to. If you're eating bacon and you have a dog, you either have to 
admit that you're doing a terrible thing and eating something that's worthy of your love. Or you have to admit that your dog's love is just a projection that you've thrown upon it. it right. It's not really it's real. Funny. I saw I was on, I was on a little hike this morning and I saw a car and you know how sometimes they have on the back window of a car they'll have like the family, it's like the dad, there's the mom and the two kids like you buy mm-hmm. different stickers. Yeah. Someone dies, you peel it off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was very dark. But anyway, it was just one guy and and three dogs. Yeah. And then he had another bumper sticker that said, I heart my dogs. I was like, this motherfucker loves his dog. And he was in the car and I saw one of his dogs. So people get like intense. And I had the same thing going on in my brain where I was like, pigs are smarter emotionally and socially smarter mm. than dogs considerably. They say it's like a two-year-old and a three-year-old. This is one of the facts that people But they're learn. not as furry and friendly. and like. But that's the thing. I think, I think a lot of love for animals is pretty like arbitrary and us just picking up on our subtle emotional well, thing. Like, me- oh, we're more, we're more caring for things with big eyes. Can I take you – I love where you just went with that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so dogs are cuter and furrier and funner to touch and all that sort of and, stuff. And more social and, and like yeah. they express their joy probably in yeah. a more pleasant way than a pig would. I've never seen a pig run up. But, I, but I've also heard people have little pot belly pigs that are apparently like great pets. But what do, I know. But what do we do about the human version of – what we're saying, which is, you ever been in love with a girl, and really your initial interest in her was because she was so gorgeous? What? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of where this is going. No. What I'm yeah. saying is, is, it's the pig-dog thing. The, the dog is yeah. cuter, but maybe you're better off with the oh, pig. Oh, yeah. Well, well, that's sexual <laughs> things, which is a total different thing. You yeah, know, but, like, but the sex often hooks you in. What are we to do with that? I don't know. Well, I just always thought, like... Or the attraction hooks you in. I mean, I'm just thinking there's nothing wrong with your... This girl is perfect and your best friend but you're not sexually attracted to her so you have no uh you have no like um spark obligation to date her yeah yeah I don't think that's no true. intention i don't know uh but, but isn't what, that wrong what, no it's not wrong i mean i think you're entitled to sexual attraction in a relationship that's sure. what that's what literally it isn't just a girlfriend wife husband boyfriend just a best friend that you want to fuck i mean isn't that isn't that basically i suppose it? so and and and, and but then that that comes together and makes all this other stuff where you live with them and or you. But like, there's uh, there's a girl and she just doesn't get your <laughs> doesn't get your dick hard, mm. but she's perfect. It seems like a bit of a tragedy. I actually, tragedy that you can't what? Does you, she like you? Yeah, well, yeah, in this fake scenario. Yeah, well, that, well that's always a tragedy, right but a tragedy that what? You can't, you have the freedom to hang out with her as much as you want. But, but it's more like we reverse engineer it, meaning like you meet somebody and they're like your perfect body type. And yeah. I've done this, This I'm thinking about somebody a while back and, I, and she was great, very, very sexy, and then you date her and then you justify everything else. Like you mm. find the looks and justify the personality sort of yeah. thing. Whereas like... What are the chances? I'm always I'm bent on things like, oh, you married someone from college. What are the chances that your soulmate went to your college? You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Or yeah. like, what are the chances that your soulmate also yeah. looks exactly sexually how you want her to look? Well, that well, the thing is, I I, I don't personally believe in a soulmate. Soulmate, no, yeah. no, not at all. I mean, I do definitely well, be- you- believe that. I think statistically, I could have fallen in love with about one out of every five hundred women. I think. No, no, no. Well, if I look at my life, you know, if I look at my life, how many women I've come into contact with, I do believe that there's like, yeah. Um, well, t- I don't want to like get into this with. I don't want to get into this bit without like acknowledging just a bit that's coming to my mind. Uh, Tim Minchin has this bit. He's a com- an Australian musical comedian. Yeah. he's amazing. Twice Australian. And, uh, um. He has a bit called If I Didn't Have You. It's a song about if I didn't have you, someone else would do. But it's all about the idea that, like, soulmates aren't true. And it's, like, little. But, but, the, but the idea that I, I understand. so funny. Well, no, it's true. The idea that statistically, like, um, if you're, you know, if you're one out of a thousand, there's, like, whatever, a hundred million of you in the yeah, world. right. And that, uh, but that's the thing, that love isn't 
love isn't this like thing that's isn't this like bolt of lightning that strikes between two people meeting it's this like right. shared affection and this thing that grows over time and, and it's this, nurtured it's this codependency it's this like uh uh it's like symbiotic it's a it's a thing that happens and you could be with a girl for you know five years ten years or whatever I feel like, and uh, just like you could said, you could say, well, 10 years ago, I could have met someone that would have been better for me. Two, eight years ago, I could have met someone that I would have loved more than you. But right now, I'm the person now that you, you literally are my soul. You are the only person in the world for me. Right because, now. Because I've been with you for so long, and I, oh, and part, of me, part of me is you. So that, like, I think soulmate becomes true. I just don't think it's a thing that starts off as Some as people are, are very, very convinced. I mean, people that it happens to. Yeah, I, I think it's, I, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't be very critical of those people or anything. I think that's just like a, a sort of a, a slight uh, difference in, uh, uh, terms and everything, you I know, a different way of thinking of it. But we're, but we're both thinking of the same thing, which is uh, sure. I, I care, but again, I think it, the most beautiful thing is that I could fall in love with that many women in the world. In theory, I mean, it's a, it's a, I think everyone. You think that's beautiful? It's a beautiful thing that I. I, I think I, it I is have too. The, I have the. I, I have the. Um, Ability to yeah. fall madly. Not, I have the ability to die for one out of every five hundred yeah. women. Or you know I mean, it's beautiful. Uh, you know, Imagine if in we different got them universes. All I think in different universes, I can. <laughs> what if we got all of those women together and and just put, assembled them in a castle? You would amazing. fight so hard for oh that my castle. God. Oh my god! Well, sometimes I think you know what I wrote down. I I think it's one of those unrelatable premises. Is that uh, is that I was like I think I, I need five girlfriends, right? And and I, just saying that makes me feel scuzzy because I you know I'm for love I'm pro commitment and all mm, that sort mm. of stuff but sometimes I'm like okay I want a girlfriend let's say let's go with the hypothesis I want a girlfriend okay yeah. which which me which me wants a girlfriend is it healthy Pete who's hiking twice a day yeah. and doing yoga and drinking kale juice that's one Pete or is it drunk twice, Pete twice a day sometimes that's very good man oh my god it's I'm a mild worst. hike it's a mild I do hike nothing. it's very mild it's more of a saunter <laughs> it's more of a up the stairs it's a Steve saunters. <laughs> 90210 reference. <laughs> okay, anyway. I uh so is it that Pete? This is just me. Or and then uh or is it uh drunk in Austin eating barbecue Pete? He that seems like a different guy altogether. Is it religious Pete? Or is it uh today I'm agnostic Pete? Which Pete get, needs a girlfriend? Which one are we looking to pair up with? Hmm. And then you're like all these contradictions. And then what am I doing with the girl? Are we going to Hawaii and not going outside the whole time and fucking the whole time? So then you want like uh, your sexual ideal? Are we uh raising parents so you want someone that's incredibly maternal and like uh, raising an intellectual? Are we reading books? Are we fig- doing the New York Times crossword puzzle? And yeah. Stuff I've never done. Uh, are we meeting my parents? Are we raising kids? All these different things. What do we do? Uh, I don't know. I mean, this might be <clears throat> this might be like slightly naive of me because I'm, I'm sure all of my answers are in one way or another like soaked in that. But uh, I would think to find the right person, it would you have to ask the questions or, or the healthy uh outcome would be if you're asking the questions the other way which is you meet this person and you want to do this for her what can i be for her how can i be take, all those things how can i take the things that are so selfish which are my you know oh i want to i want to do healthy things with her i want to fuck her i want to do all i don't know all these things that you want hopefully you when you find her. someone th- those questions are coming second to how can i wrangle all of myself to be the best 
self for her, I That's think. Right. It, well, what you just did was you took it outside of my own stupid universe, where it's just all about me, and you're like, what can I do for this other person? It's, it's a very mature answer. I don't well, I just, I just think that's probably what's going to be more... I, I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying I know, I, and I know how to do it perfectly or anything. Sure. But when you say, like, oh, you want to grow from all the different parts of you, you know, that's just... You're never going to get that, obviously. Right. And you're never going to... And, and everybody is obviously different in what parts of them uh, carry more weight than others. Right. But I think that most healthy urge is the urge to please her or him and the urge to just desperately want to make yourself fit into whatever uh, peg that you've seen that she is don't do you he is. so you think it might a, not be true I, a, I mean, i'm saying and that might not be possible and but i think just that urge to be selfless with somebody is probably the best way i think that's right and and loving but what about yeah. – it sounded like we were getting very close to making somebody else happy, which is a dangerous area, I think, for people like us, like performers. Hmm. Do, you, no, do you run into know. that? I don't know. I think that that's what – yeah, no, I, that's, what, that's what you want and is desperately to make, make people happy. And but that's, what, that's all I want is, is, is to you know, make the person I'm in love with happy, yeah. But isn't it isn't there truth to the idea that you can't? It's not your responsibility to make. Uh, no, I think. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. No, I, I think just love that you said no. I I know how you feel. I I feel sometimes how you feel. I, I yeah. I don't know. I I think that's like a. No, I, I think it is. I think it's certainly. It's obviously not your the entire. You aren't the source of their happiness, right? But. I feel like the reaction of it's not my job to make her happy <laughs> seems like the reaction of somebody or someone, I'm not saying you, but yep. somebody or someone that's been with someone that was kind of a problem and like, you know what I mean? <laughs> no, like, no, I like get it. Just uh, constantly unhappy. Yeah, so yeah, you have yeah. Be, well, it's not my fault. This isn't projecting well, my it, problems or anything. But in a healthy relationship, you're both, y- y- yes, you both think. You want you want to make the other happy. I guess that's a difference between wanting to make someone happy as a huge priority and feeling like it is your responsibility, which I think are different. Yeah. You shouldn't feel like my happiness is completely dependent upon this person. If I'm right. not working with them right. 24-7, they're going to be miserable. Right. Like but if it, I weren't with you, someone else would do. Like w- they would be happy. Mm-hmm. Like it's a nice feeling. I'm, I was quoting the Minchin song that you were saying. Yeah. If I, I oh, weren't yeah. with you, you would still probably continue to function. Yeah, yeah. Like exactly. I'm not the I'm not a, a, a load bearing. And, and that and that's that's a good point too. Is that you want them to be happy, regardless of you know whether it's coming from you or not. Right. You know. Oh, that's nice. You know, like uh, okay, so I want you to be happy, and this might be taking you away for a couple of weeks. Right. Or something. But do you have that the last uh, season of The Office? That's that when Jim and Pam. <laughs> Do you have that uh, performer instinct? Like, we like making people happy. We like... Or, you know what? I'm not even going to speak uh, for you. Mm. I, part of my the satisfaction I get from my job is I like making a room of people happy. Yeah, yeah. And I like to dissolve conflict and, and fear for an hour or so. Yeah, yeah. Do you have that in your blood? Is that like a dope I, I probably theme? do. Yeah, I think I do. But it's, it does. It isn't what gets me on stage. It isn't what keeps me performing or anything. I... I I do like I just I just got off tour. I did like you know like oh, I don't know fifteen or seventeen shows or something. Yeah. And when I get on stage, it's more like I want to do this show and I want to serve this show and I want to serve maybe like this higher idea of theater and I'm yeah. sort of interacting with the audience as this just sort of whole <laughs> you know higher thing like higher intelligence like this whole unit or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And after every show, I'll go out and I'll meet the audience and just you know meet, meet everybody who sure. wants to meet. And I do that for me because without it, I get off stage and I don't feel any of those things. I don't feel like I made a room happy, even if it's even if it's a great show and they do yeah. well. I go, oh, I miss this part, or like this wasn't as as tight as it could be. Right. Just, you know what I mean? Because I I just see it as a 
a forest I, instead of trees. Yeah, I, I don't even see it as a. I, I don't even see it as wood. You know, I don't. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying, but I don't. I'm saying I just like like. Uh, I, I just see the the show. I, I don't know. I have a weird relationship with comedy where I don't necessarily see it as this thing for people in the moment. I just I see it as theater, so it's much more about serving the piece and and performing the pieces as theater. As, as the piece should be performed that night, or so I'm just saying, I can get very technical in my own head. Yeah. But then when I go and I meet everybody after, I get to shake their hands, I get to say hello to them, I get to talk to them, and I get to hear, oh, I enjoyed this, right, or this right. made me laugh, and that yes. makes me feel exactly what you're like. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I did. I, these people were happy; they enjoyed the show, and this is actually why I'm doing it. But right. it, but it, it doesn't come. It it comes with effort for me to yeah. get to there. I'm not able to get there effortlessly. I have to. And I like to, it's like, I'll get off stage and I'll be like feeling bad about the show or something, even though it went very, very sure, well. And, sure, sure. and it, you know, four years ago, I would have died to have a show like that. Um, <laughs> yes. I'll, I'll get off stage and be so in my own head that I like to go outside and meet yeah. everybody. It's super, super nice. Before you're getting off stage and meeting everybody and reconnecting with reality, which is it was an evening out for these people. They sat in seats and they watched you. Yeah. Everybody looked forward and watched you and were entertained. What it, It's interesting to me, your relationship with theater. And I remember, I'm remembering our first podcast <clears throat> because I remember that you and I have very different intentions and I'm very envious of your intentions because uh, in, in a healthy way, not in a like you jerk way. Uh, is, is the theater or the idea of the theatricality of the show, the theater of the show, is that like your idol is that like you're are you in service of theater uh i don't know i don't know i just um it's more of I'm in service of the show that's the show that it, that's currently that i've that i've written and that i need to perform every night so but it's we, a little more concrete than that i'm saying rather than theater it's like the show itself is a performance right is it but those are just your thoughts those are just things you so see we're, we're applying labels right mm-hmm. so like some people are like uh, very particular. I'm like, when, when, when is your show? And it's like, ah, show. I don't do a show. I just get up and talk. Like, yeah. I've had people correct me. I don't do a show. Oh, wow. But wow. you, you're going the wow. other extreme and you're going like, you, you correct it? You say, I no, don't I've a had, show? I've had people be like, when, what, what's your show like? A show. I've had other people do that to me. Oh, yeah, I consider yeah, what I'm the, doing to oh, be an act well, and a of show. Of course it is. Of course it is. And, and I don't mean this to sound accusatory. It just sounds to me, because it's not, it sounds to me like you're really embracing the other side of the spectrum being like, I, I, Bo Burnham, have a thought. If we're going to break it down, you have a thought, mm. then you write down the thought, mm. then you structure the thought in a place, in a thing, and you structure other thoughts around it. That's really what's happening. Mm. But then you start calling it, and what we call things is important. You start calling it theater and you start calling it a show, and it gives you a little bit of reverence. It makes you smaller and it makes the thing mm. bigger. Yeah, and that's how yeah. you're approaching your art. I think that's it, that's fascinating. Oh, cool. Yeah, well, that's, that's a nice way to put it. Yeah, I do like the, the idea of feeling like I'm within something on stage. You yeah. Know, that like when I have all the sound and the lights and all those things going. Um, yes. It does feel like, yeah, like me, uh, you know, Bo, the performer or whatever, is just a small element of what's going on stage. And it's actually like a victim of what's going on stage sometimes. Or <laughs> yes. like, uh, you know, interacting with them. You're a cog. Uh, yeah, sort of, yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, but then then me, the writer, is the bigger voice of the show. It's actually like hopefully that me, the writer of the show, is actually the star of the show in a way. Because when I'm interacting with the voices or whatever, you know that the person on stage isn't the actual, you know, uh, creator of everything or the the 
isn't the architect of everything. There's something a little bit. There's above another it, bow, which is the there's or the, the the actual one. The actual one is the one that wrote this. Is the the actual me isn't the one that's reacting to all these things. The actual me is the one that wanted to make the thing where I was reacting to all these. If that yeah, makes sense, yeah. You, to give you the reason to reenact it again. Uh, yeah, I mean it's uh, uh, yeah. Who knows? I mean I'm, I I finished. You know, like I, it's, I had years of thoughts about this new hour and like you know would talk about it forever and it's finally finished and I hope it's. I think it's what I said it was, but it's super weird and definitely way, way different than my last one. And, um, yeah. uh, it's just, it's, it's weird and different and maybe a little weirder than I thought it would be yeah. to people, but I think they have a fun time and they seem to enjoy it. But see, this is what I'm talking about. When I start to think about the show, I get completely in my own head, Right. you know, like I completely in my own head and I panic myself. Yeah. Um, but that's interesting, but it's, the, <laughs> well, yeah, well, it's the panic that like gave birth to the show in the first place. So I think yeah. it's okay. I think it's interesting the idea that you're trying to honor some other side of yourself. Do you compartmentalize yourself? Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a bit in my show that's about like how I compartmentalize myself. It's a uh, it's like this backing track thing. It's like a duet between my left and my right brain, where like the my brain gets split down the middle, and then I like do a duet between oh, my wow. left and my right brain. Cool. And it's sort can of you, about that. Can you help a dummy? The left and the right brain. It's basically the left. I, I simplify it completely. I know like yeah. a neuroscientist yeah, yeah. in the audience would be like, like well, me with the Australian right brain history. wouldn't be able to speak. Yeah, uh, but you know. <laughs> That's but like, great. Yeah. that is great. Yeah, <laughs> such a party boomer. Yeah, uh, but basically, <laughs> it's also it, it can also it's the it's the regular binary of like the heart and the head or the you know the it, which which side is it? Just, but basically just teach the, me. the teach left me the left thing. the left brain is logical and and consistent and yes. analytical and the right brain is emotive and feelings and, okay. all that. and you know okay. and that isn't that's that's very very simplified but yes. that's basically the way is that basically my left brain is the one that's been thinking critically about things my right brain is the one that's Feeling. Right, and right. it's basically a whole thing saying the left brain is saying, uh, you know, they, they, it, it jokes at first, but it's basically by the end saying that, you know, I worked, the left brain saying I worked hard, I, 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 I did everything that got him here, and yeah. you were just worried about what he was scared about, you were holding us back, you know, the whole reason he's successful, I got him everything he wants. Yeah. And then the right brain being like, well, what is your end game with all this? I mean, you, we can be successful, we can be all this, but we're not going to be happy without it, and who cares without it? And they basically, they fight, yes. and, but then they, then left brain, like, makes the right brain cry, and at the very end, the left brain, uh, the left brain says, like, well, maybe we could do something together, and they find out that comedy is the thing that they could do. Uh, that, that's the thing that they both have in common, that the, the only thing they can both agree upon is that, yeah. like, okay, comedy, like, I, the left brain's like, I could do the, I could do the form, and you could do the themes, yeah. and, like, we can finally do this thing that, brings it together and so it's sort of the microcosm for the birth of the show i think which is like comedy is is a is the way to fix me and not in the i think not in the typical way of like because i could share my problems and all that you know because that's a lot of the times what i i've hear like the it's it, it is therapy for me in a way but sure. it's 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 therapy in my way for like i think like a a resolution of a split in my mind at some times where it's like these two halves of me don't really communicate and this is a place where I can it's kind a common of area. Yeah, I've I've sort of felt like I was kind of good at a few things that seemed on opposite ends of the and yes. I wasn't good enough in math to be a mathematician, you know, and right. I wasn't good enough in music or whatever to be a musician or anything. Right. Um and comedy has kind of let all these things come together in a way that hopefully 
hopefully uh, works. That's beautiful. It's a wonderful thing. That that's the whether it's comedy or whatever. I think we're all looking for the perfect pot to pour our mess in. Yeah, I know that was yeah. gross. I should have no, said no. soup, but the mess. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. That's 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 a that's a really nice way to say something it. to keep it all together. And yeah. I, I, you know, that's something that I'm very grateful. And you made me re grateful. But you know, in my experience, it was like it looked like I could either be a youth pastor, and I say that on stage, yeah, either be yeah. a youth pastor or a comedian. But it was because yeah. like I can play a little bit of guitar. I like talking in front of people. I like making people happy. I like calming them down. Where does this go? Mm. I could either be a charismatic guy working at Enterprise. I actually always think I could work at Enterprise. <laughs> I am not putting down Enterprise every time. I'm first of all, I'm Enterprise loyal. I am and Enterprise loyal. I love too. Enterprise. Don't go for a cheaper one because they'll get you with a, a more expensive, different upgrades and whatnot. Enterprise. So I go to Enterprise and they always seem happy and they're like chipper and they wear a tie. I'm like, I could wear a tie and a blue shirt. Like oh I God. could do this. It's amazing. I, talk about insurance. I love it. Uh, but so comedy being that thing when we're all looking for that thing that kind of makes peace with ourselves. Yeah. Something else is interesting about what you were saying. And about compartmentalizing in general. Yeah. I'm a huge compartmentalizer. In fact, I was doing it earlier yeah. when I said, uh, which Pete needs a girlfriend? Yeah. In fact, <laughs> I will also say, uh, drunk Pete really likes picking people up. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, you're Pete. Like, it's, a, it's really kind of bonkers. It's amazing. But uh, also, you were talking about your left brain and your right brain both discussing Bo. Mm. And I, I know I'm more new agey than you, but one of the things is separating ourselves from the idea of our brain that we exist Uh-oh. outside of our brain. Not, no, even, not even as a soul. It could be in your brain, yeah. intellectual. I, for me, I would like to pretend it's a soul or entertain the thought that it's a soul. But the idea that you're looking – it's a very new agey, spiritual, Eckhart Tolle, power of now sort of thing where you uh, observe your brain and right. its intentions and what it's doing. And, you're, and you kind of did that in that bit. But Bo, Bo was outside of the brain going, look at what my right brain's doing. Look at what my left brain is doing. Yeah, I, I don't think I can do that. I, 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 I personally don't think I'm doing that. Uh, okay. I just don't think I can go outside of my mind. I don't. I don't think you vacationed outside of it enough to kind of. No, I didn't. I, I think I, in retrospect, looked at my past behaviors and was able to create characters yeah. for them. And I think theater is the most. That's why I like theater. I think theater is a way to do that. It's a way to come outside of ourselves where we normally couldn't. I mean, maybe meditation. I'm, 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 I'm no. open to those sort of things. Sure. But, but theater, it's like okay, so I can preserve a part of my brain in performance, right? Uh, you know, in theory, in a character, and then I can watch that back. And do you like? Uh, when I, you, go ahead. Uh, no, 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 you, you go. Please, no, no, please. I, I don't have a thought. I Truly. love thoughts. I, no, I don't have a thought. <laughs> I know, but I love them. <laughs> <laughs> I love. Uh, do, do you love theater? Do you when when you say theater? I know you mean uh, comedy, being a part of that music. Being no, no, theater. Like no, no, like. Theater, theater. I did it all my life. I haven't you done it in so theater. long. I've, I've totally missed it. I, I, like, I'd, if, if anything goes south or whatever, I can't do the do this for a living. I'll just go back and do theater. Is that right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Tell me you like watching it and you like doing it. Yeah, yeah. I and like you did watching. even as a young man. Yeah, yeah. When you're supposed to think it's boring. Uh, no, yeah. I, I, I always did it when I was younger and I, I loved it. Um, you know, uh, missing theater was a reason that this show changed. You know, I missed listening on stage. That's something that I love to do. Li- listening on stage is half of theater, you know. Right. Like acting is reacting, whatever. Yeah. And active listening, listening to somebody is a very fun and exciting and different thing to do on stage. You don't yeah. get to do that as a comedian. So in this new show, I built things where a voice would be talking to me for a minute so I could actually listen on stage because oh, I miss, wow. miss doing that in theater. I yeah. wonder if that's decaying a part of us. As much as we become autonomous, I kind of look at uh, stand-ups as like bachelors, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, And bachelors are like, I'm the king of the castle and I got my stainless steel fridge and look at this espresso maker. Basically, I'm Hugh Grant and about a boy. <laughs> yeah, well, that, <laughs> but like, well, that, you're governless. You have no help. 
Uh, well, that's funny. You know, that's that's interesting. If you're looking at bachelors, it's like that is an interesting thing. If you were to think the audience is potential suitors for yeah. this guy, yeah, it is like wow, this guy won't shut up on my day. You know I mean, like this guy, all he does is talk about himself. You know, uh, you know. any other circumstance outside of the theater, <laughs> yeah, it would be an asshole. Yeah, yeah, no, no. But I, again, I mean, I'm, I'm certainly an asshole. Holy crap, am I self obsessed? You self obsessed on stage? I sure, mean, that's we, the whole point. We you know? both are uh, in our ways. Uh, um, I was getting moved when you were talking about listening. I think that's the the. Mm. Sorry to say, I'm going to use my words, and I just hope mm. they don't threaten you. Oh, there's something no. spiritual feeling about that. Uh, and, yeah, no, I know. I, I'm not a guy that jumps on words. Or okay, anything. I don't. I don't, yeah. I don't care. But I don't want you to think that I'm making you sound new agey. But when I say oh. spiritual, I mean communal. I mean connecting with a person, being in a still room mm. well, with yeah. an audience. Something about doing something together mm-hmm. is another thing that I'm getting really big on. People love watching movies on TV uh, on TV because they know hundreds of thousands of other people are also watching it. We crave community. So a silent room holding yeah. their programs or whatever, turning off their cell phones, all together watching another man, listening to a, another person, like in that stillness. Yeah, yeah. That's- oh, yeah, for sure. Well, I'm totally on board with that stuff. Like I, I totally – um, I think more than other comedians or something. I, I haven't done the clubs in a long time. Like, I haven't done comedy clubs in a long time. I did them when I started out. I would do, yeah. like, a weekend and stuff. Yeah. And the thing is, with a comedy club, if you do a weekend at the improv or something, you could be selling a thousand tickets. You know I mean, it's not, it wasn't a matter of tickets for me. It yeah. wasn't a matter of that I would sell. I, I couldn't sell out comedy clubs. That that, that wasn't. Sure. I, I, I wasn't able to do that much business there or anything. But I liked – I love being in a theater. If it's a three, I would so much rather do a 300-seat theater than I would – you know, pack out a 500 seat comedy club. Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I love the experience of what a theater is of, of these, of the seats and the stage and the lights and the proscenium. Yeah. And the, yeah. I, I love it so much. I have such a, like one of my fa- favorite parts of my job is just being able to go to theaters and, and, and look see at them and be them and be in them, perform them. Yeah. And, uh, perform in them. And, uh, and, and that's exactly what you're saying. I mean, just what you said was a, was a beautiful way of, uh, yeah, articulating yeah. what some of those moments feel like. Yes, yeah, like it's all these people watching somebody listen. Or, it's like church. It's a little churchy. Yeah, or if it's just like me doing a song at the piano with a spot or whatever. Yeah. It's just like I feel completely empty. I feel like an outer space, but then I have this abstract wall of people. I don't know. It's like yeah. a very – it's certainly – and I'm the least uh, spiritual person or whatever, but uh, – that is that is as close as I ever come to those feelings. It's, 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 it's transcendent. It's, it's definitely uh, yeah, and I'm I'm totally totally uh, agree with all those things that things. And that's that's the thing. That's why I don't like care. Said I won't jump on you on words or anything because I do for the most part think a lot of these differences are just like our different use of terms. Sure. You know. Uh, but yeah, totally transcendent. Just an insane, insane feeling. And right. It, but also a little bit addictive. Way too much of a drug. Like I'm, my. my my body is surging for like an hour, an hour and a half at a yeah. time. I've gotten off stage and then multiple times got off stage and just felt pain all of a sudden. But like, oh, so I slammed my finger during that and it's broken now wow. and I couldn't feel it on stage. Yeah, the know? adrenaline. So that's a little too much. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's amazing. How do you come, how do you come down? I don't know. It, it, what's weird is that over the years, the, the period is less and less and less and less where I will get off stage and then ten minutes later, I'm like, "Where am I right now?" What do you mean? What do you mean? Where am I? Like, uh, like, like before, like it would take three. Hours, I'd be jacked up oh, for like three see, hours see, after, and now it's maybe like ten minutes or so. Yeah. But weird for me, it's such an abstract experience. That's the thing is, it's so weird getting up and performing for so many people. I I have a bit. I had a bit like my old special that sort of talked about 
what it feels like to be a performer and the sort of inconceivability of what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And especially in these like theater, and I, I'm just, I'm playing like small theaters. I mean, you know, I think some people think I'm doing way bigger shows than I am. Right. I think. Sure. But I do decent little little theaters. Yeah. And it's still. It's enough people to be completely abstract and mind blowing, so that when I come back, I was on this tour for three weeks or whatever. I can't. I don't even remember it. Ha- I remember it happening, but it seems like another thing, another yeah. world. Like it, I could believe that it was almost a yeah. a dream because it's so weird. It's yeah. so inconceivable, and that's the problem with all of this stuff out here is that it's all so inconceivable. Um, I'm surprised it took this long for me to bring it up, but this actually does. Uh, Make a point. I, I just released a show on MTV. Yes. Like, like four weeks ago. Or yes. And it's called Zach Stone's Going to Be Famous. And third, it's on tonight at 1030. <laughs> it won't be on tonight tonight, but at some yes. point Thursday. Yes. And, uh, you know, the numbers aren't great. The numbers aren't doing perfectly. Um, you know, but you get – you hear the numbers that these that, – that are watching the show like 400,000 people being a bad number like yeah. a mad, like oh my yeah, god yeah, only yeah. 400,000 people are watching the right. show and you stay in this little town in this bubble and you're like oh my god only this many people are watching the show what do I do and then I'm like picturing like eight stadiums full of people <laughs> watching this show you know what I mean and I'm like this is amazing this is <laughs> yes. unbelievable yes. I'm so grateful for this this that, is yeah. this is and and why would it have to be that if just everyone else had lower numbers, I'd be happy? Why does that matter? Why right. does it matter what everyone else is getting? It doesn't. I, I, That's it, really you know, interesting. It's like I'm so that that many people watching something I made right is amazing. Yeah, and to think that oh you know, and some people here would want to think oh so it's not successful. You've wasted you know a year or two years of your life. It's like I got to make a show which is already amazing. I got to make a show which is like more than I ever dreamed of. And it's still being seen in, by so many people right. in reality. An unthinkable in, in, amount yeah, of Yeah, yeah. Most civilizations grew up not knowing 400,000 people were also on the planet. Yeah, like, I yeah. mean, like, when we but look like, at the But, like, I went on this tour, like, this tour I did of, like, 17 stages or whatever. I don't know, maybe... 10,000 people came out 15 right. the whole time yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean and like that felt like so many people every night yeah. that felt like an insane amount of people for yeah, one person yeah, yeah, yeah. to be uh, in front of right that, that's great that's wild sometimes I like to think about all the people that are listening to this show and try and picture them in a stadium you yeah, know what I mean crazy. which is wild it's a, lot, it's a lot of people some of them are sleeping some of them are nodding off. It's not the most attentive crowd, but uh, yeah, it's a- what was it? What was the show like? Was that we almost did it together, which was so, I was so oh, bummed yeah, that yeah, that yeah. didn't work out. Yeah, um, but I'm glad. I'm glad that the show exists and is doing. Well, I mean, well, in the sense yeah, that you made well, the people, show you wanted. No, no, to do. I mean, you know, and it's not doing. It's not bombing or anything. Right. And uh, people that are watching it are really enjoying it. Yes, uh, you know, it's a show about. It's a mockumentary about a kid trying to be famous. That's like. Uh, about a kid hiring a camera crew in his own life to try to be famous. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it really was started... It, the character itself was conceived in the idea that, like, I don't like... I find myself punchable. I don't like looking at my face. So if I'm going to play a character, I'll play a unlikable character. You know, a character that is, like, likable in spite of his face, you know? Wait, do you just mean your facial features? Or you mean I mean just everything. Life? No, I just, like, look at... Sometimes I look at me and I'm like, ugh. That's so, so I'll just embrace great that, to you know? talk about. Like, uh, I, often I find that moment in the morning where I'm like, I, like, don't get me wrong. Most of the time I'm like, I, I've said this on the show, I get to be this guy. What a fun thing. I enjoy that feeling. And other mm-hmm. times I completely relate to what you're saying where I'm like, ugh, this is tiring. And you completely understand the idea that like someone's like, this guy's an idiot. You're like, yeah, oh, well, yeah, just getting tired. I get tired of me. So That's I what I'm would, saying. I, you know, I get tired of me. So I would. Just trying to embrace that. Yeah. But it kind of backfired. So you made a bad character for yourself. Yeah, basically. Or just a, 
I, I think if you watch the show, you, you understand him and you do like him and you pity him. Mm-hmm. And you understand where this insecurity is coming from and where this punchability is coming from. <laughs> but for the most part, he's abrasive and annoying, you know, just like hints mm-hmm. of David Brandt or Michael Scott or mm-hmm. anything. Uh, um, he's an entitled jerk. But, uh, uh, yeah, what was I going to say? I think I lost my thought. You're um, saying he's no, it's a, a, no, it's slightly, it's slightly backfired in the sense because then it got out there and a lot of people watching MTV thought he was real, thought uh-huh. he was, and some people were like, "Bo Burnham's real name is Zach Stone." Like, what is the? Di-? And I was like, you know, and uh, you know, the, but the whole, whole idea was to make a show that did you know make fun of MTV culture from MTV, right. and that was a challenge. And people had said to me, "Why isn't this show on Comedy Central? Why didn't you put this?" Right. And I didn't. Want that? I didn't try for that. I didn't know if I could have, but I, I, I did. This is exactly what I want. Even the network was kind of I, part I, of the. Oh, joke. absolutely! Yeah. People said that uh, Kubrick put Tom Cruise in Eyes Wide Shut, and that casting was also like part of the joke. Yeah, which I, I don't really know but, that but, much about theory, to, but, yeah. but obviously in the same thing, uh, Kubrick doesn't think. Tom Cruise is a joke. Just like I don't really right. think MTV is a joke. Right, MTV but it's has also a sense part of, of it. MTV has a sense of humor about itself, Beavis and Butthead. They've had that history. You sure, know what sure, I mean? sure. Uh, like I wasn't unknowingly sneaking in and shitting on them. They were aware of what was happening and right. they were happy to do it. And they gave me a lot of freedom to do it. Right. Um, it seems to me like uh, – this is kind of a strange question, but you're. it seems like you're raging against something. It seems like you're angry. Are you angry? <laughs> No, I'm not to- totally angry. I mean, are you I, angry at the idea of these of these kids that just want to be famous and MTV? Idiots? No, I, I, I'm not really angry at because that's the whole idea of of. I thought I was going to go into it bashing Zach. Yeah, but it isn't. It isn't about Zach. I, I, there's nothing wrong with dreaming or wanting more than you have or wanting more than <coughs> you're even capable of or yeah. entitled for, especially when yeah. you're young. I mean, that's yeah. part of being young. It's the idea that these regular impulses of children are now being funneled into these terrible mediums. And companies are very often asking the question, what do kids want, and not ever considering the question, what do kids need, Hmm. which is a huge, huge problem. And I am very angry at a lot of these these, uh, managers of pop stars or owners of magazines – just like I, there's no conception of what we're doing to kids, what we're doing to their expectations of what they want out of life, what they should get out of life, what they should value in themselves, yeah, what they should pursue. They should pursue. Don't pursue a passion. Don't don't pursue something you're you get enjoyment out of. Pursue something that could eventually lead a one out of a billion to something that could maybe satisfy. Right. I, it's crazy. It's it's a. Uh, to money and fame, you mean instead of like bl- I just bliss mean, or I just mean like to pursue to pursue uh, the approval of strangers rather than even the approval of yourself mm. or is 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 insane. It's truly insane at the cost there, of the approval. And there's a theory, you know, someone could, you know. Maybe wonder that uh, you know this pursuit of fame and other people is selfless in a way because you want other people to love. I mean, what's better than just wanting people to love you in general? Doesn't that mean you're relating to people and you want them to love you? It's, isn't that empathetic? And it, and it really isn't because it's a bit psychotic. And <laughs> for the most part, it's 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 asking for parasocial relationships rather than actual relationships. Parasocial relationships are the, the what they call these relationships with celebrities and fans, quote unquote, that go completely one way yes and uh 
are encouraged and managers encourage these young pop star or, or young actors to do this. I love my fans. I love you guys. You guys. Are, I, I, I'm not saying I'm a I'm a diehard fan of people. You know yeah, I mean? I'm sure. a diehard fan of some yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. I love, but there's an understood. I love your work, and I'll get nervous around you because you made this work, and it's you know what I mean. Sure. You can fangirl out a little, like yeah. responsibly, right? But when when the artist or whoever is encouraging it and thriving off it, it, it is insane and destructive. Like when Bieber prays for his fans and stuff. There, I, I like. There's an intimacy of like, let me pray. Like if I was like, Bo, may I pray for you? Yeah, That's yeah. It's like that, a weird. Thing. I, yeah, there's some insane. I don't know necessarily about that. That might be insane. But like, for example, I've talked about this, but. Bieber did this thing where he would call them the Bieber buyouts, which there were a few of them where girls would go. He would inc- girls were going to Walmart's and buying all the Bieber CDs and then donating them to cancer wards and yeah, stuff, sure. which is beautiful. This beautiful gesture from these girls, twelve year old girls. People were shitting on the girls. They, of course not. These yeah. girls are amazing. These yeah. girls that would want to take their money and yes. bring the music that they love to a sick kid. That's a beautiful thing. Yes. But then Bieber's management came out. I'm sure it wasn't Bieber, or maybe it was, and and encouraged this. Instead of going, hey, hey, guys, you guys are great. This is so nice. Just give them the fucking money. Yeah. Just give the cancer wards the fucking money. Yeah. Or we'll donate a thousand CDs. Right, right, Not right. keep doing these buyouts. You guys are heroes. That's fucking – it's taking advantage of, of yes. girls. I have a – there's a bit in my special I do talk Bieber about this. Bieber buyouts. Yeah, and they would. There's a pun- bunch of that shit where they buy singles twenty times on iTunes to get it higher in the charts, and he would encourage that. It's like fuck you, buy a buy a scooter, save it up and buy a scooter. I don't need any more of your fucking money. Go ride a scooter. Yeah, and it's You're scooter. Love it. Scooter Braun that's saying that stuff too. It just, <laughs> I, I, I don't know, and I, 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 I don't want to be too judgmental, and you know, yeah. I, 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 I don't want to piggyback on because I you know I see a bunch of people just looking at people going fucking faggot you know what I mean all this sure. stuff, and I, I hate that I don't want any of yeah, that yeah. It, I only get angry when I feel like young girls or boys or just kids are being taken advantage well, of the marketing I know that's, of it yeah it's just a little annoying I don't know and it's like it's it's also I mean I think Taylor Swift is probably a good girl and like genuine and all this stuff but it's this like I don't know. It's this like best friend celebrity thing where it's like I'm fucking so much richer than you. Mm-hmm. I live this amazing life. I sell myself constantly. I put my I tweet about my life. You know, I, I only like to like tweet jokes and everything because I think mm-hmm. that's my only thing I have to value people for the most part. Mm-hmm. I'll tweet you jokes. That, that's what you want from me. You don't want my fucking life because that's what you get from your life and your friend's life. You don't need that. <laughs> but Taylor Swift, you know, all these people that share everything with their fans. I love you. I love you. And all this. And then they get surprised when people are snapping them, going, you know what I mean? Right. And they're, oh, the paparazzi are so bu- are so invasive. No, they're not. You're in, you let everyone into your life. Yeah. Mo- for the most part, you these people that are being snapped. You invited people in your life. You invited right. reality show crews in your life. Don't act like you don't. Just because it's inconvenient for you now, you created this demand. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and this is the thing. When people always ask about how you deal with haters, that's what I always hear. <laughs> how do you deal with the haters? You know, and and everyone says. I just ignore them. Fuck the haters. They'll always be haters. The way you deal with haters is you first deal with the lovers. And you realize that the love is equally far from the norm as the hate. And when you can deal with the love and realize that that isn't really true, then you can feel better about the hate. Hey, Bo. Yeah. Fucking A. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, 
Jesus Christ, man. You're but right. True, but, but truthfully, it's like if you believe the people that say, I love you, I love you, I love you so much, whoever. Yes, yes. If you believe that, you will always believe the hate. Right. But if you realize that the person saying, I love you, you're my hero, is just as wrong as the person saying, oh. die in a ditch. <laughs> You know what I mean? And and basically everyone is sort of like everyone is sort of like I kind of like I like your stuff or I don't like your stuff. That's right. basically what the what the spectrum is. Yeah. Like I was able to I kind of was able to grasp that in the last year or so and yeah. I felt much better about things. And if I'm reg- and I'm trying to well, you're go- you're self-generating. You're a perpetual motion machine, or you're you're striving to be. You're trying to be like, am I doing the theater? Going back to your language, am I doing the show? That you want to do, that writer Bo wants to do, performer Bo wants to do. Yeah, I just totally, for me, just absolutely, like just like everybody, everyone's just trying to be happy, you know? And I'm also trying to be happy and also trying to teach myself to be happy in the right ways, which are I get happy from challenging myself or doing something different, things that I know I can do for 40 years. Yeah. You know, I can always, if if the fans fall off, whatever, I can always challenge myself. I can always write new things. So, you know what I mean? But if I'm being happy by. You don't want to become an addict to like an at reply. Look, I'm as guilty as anybody or more guilty than other people to people being like I love you Pete I want your babies I'm like cool yeah it makes me feel nice yeah you just you just gotta try it you know it's, it doesn't mean you can't enjoy it but you gotta uh, no I get it I under, I think I just I think just, I get what you're saying yeah you just gotta the thing you drive the most happiness from is got to be the stuff you can visualize happen, having in 20 years no matter right. what. But that, that is conditional. <clears throat> I start shitting my pants and I, I like lose my uh, stand-up ability or whatever it yeah. is that people are responding to. The show jumps the shark. Something happens. Hmm. What it, you're, you're saying, what can I generate? I, can, I love what you're saying. I can challenge myself. I can, do you have other things? What are you doing to be happy? I just want to listen. Well, no. Yeah, I mean, I'm a little – I know I'm too involved in work. I know I've put too much of my effort into one certain thing. Sure. I know I should like be getting it probably more from physical stuff or I don't do and I do throwing a frisbee yeah yeah I should get that and I, and I will I buy you know but or traveling or something, I don't know but I travel but isn't there a business element where you're like you're you're pre- you're playing pro ball right now and if people want to come and see you you should go out and see them while you want while they want to see you uh well there's a, the, the business aspect of of mine is I do not spend any money and I save as much money as I can because I want to be able to live for the 10 years that I see happening yes. in maybe five years where I'm no longer making money like I am and I can just do theater. I could move to London you're, you're and do like coolest. a little, you know. You're the coolest. Why do you want to hang out with me? I don't understand. <laughs> no, no. I don't get it. You're the coolest. You're so cool in a way that I'll never be cool. I'll be quiet. I mean it. <laughs> And it's great. I'm so glad to no, have you. No, no, no. Um, so you're, you're you're not spending money, and you're trying to and you're trying. Well, I mean, to that's not my you know, future. I'll be you know you know. Uh, I'm just saying I'm not. I'm trying to save money for that. That's the business aspect of it. I, right. I do want to make money, right? You know, but sure. But it's and to save hopefully it you know to better your life and hopefully to fund the years where I'm not making money, which that, I totally see happening. Well, that's what I mean. When that's what Berbiglia said to me it was like, "You're playing pro ball right now. The mm-hmm. reason they give you, and I'm just going to make up an arbitrary number. The reason they give you." $5,000 to do the, the theater or whatever yeah. is because uh, they, that's why they give baseball players whatever they give baseball players is because you can't do it forever. Like you'll you, – at a certain point, you won't be doing it. Yeah, yeah. And so they pay you more because it's like you save this. That's why we can't go on cribs and just you know pimp out our rides and stuff. Yeah. I mean they pay you $5,000 because there's however many people there times whatever minus whatever. Yeah, sure. 
That's true. Yeah, no, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just no, I'm you're right. A math joke. No, but, but you're uh, absolutely right. But Berbiglia looks at it like they're giving us an inflated salary because it's not going to last. That's what he tries to. Yeah, I, I think the infl- I think there's no fairness to whatever it is. They're giving us an inflated salary because the world's not fair, and my job is valued a thousand times more than my mother's job as a hospice nurse, and that's yeah. fucked up. It you is know, just not yeah, right. Sure. Um, but yeah. Uh, you know, but I'm also this whole thing about like me saving money and all that. I, I am so aware that this is coming from a place where I am disgustingly lucky in that I've never had to think of money as a way to put food in my mouth. You know yes, what I mean? Like, yes, yes. you know, uh, my parents were not rich at all, but they kept us comfortable. We never had to worry about being hungry or you sure, know, any, or homeless. Uh, yeah. And I kind of got into stand. I was able to make money almost immediately after high school. Right. So I am completely high-horsing everything. Well, this I'm goes very, back to very aware of that. I'm just saying, like, sure. if some of these things are sounding disrespectful, I, I understand it, but it's it's all, it, it's the way I've... It's it's my circumstance, and I, and I try to remind myself all the time of... Right. And that's why I try to save money either way. And, you know, cause I think, oh, I can save money and then eventually, hopefully, give it to something that's worthy when right. I know what that is. Sure. Rather than, you know... And- uh, you know, spend it on things. To a certain extent, I, I do agree that our I'm positions... not filthy rich. I'm not rich or anything. But no, no, no. I, I, I don't. <laughs> I, do, I do love Louis saying that he's not rich. Though. Have you heard that? That he says that he's like I'm not. It's like uh, I, that, that's kind of funny to me. It is like, funny because well, like I mean, you're making like he's like making like fifty. You're making like fifty grand a show. I mean, there's no oh at way. least there's no way that you're not. I think he was making fifty grand a show five years ago. Yeah, don't you think? I don't know, but I'm just saying that that that's that's uh, that's all just speculation, I suppose. Well, I think I think there's rich guy ways to be like, all my money is in the market. Like I'm not very liquid right now, so you're like, I'm broke. Yeah, yeah, you yeah have like ten million dollar assets. Yeah, 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 yeah. What are you fucking talking about? Yeah, that's super weird. I had something that I was going to say to you, and I want to remember it instead of just changing the subject. Oh, the the thing about you, it's funny that your story and and uh, and our, our our jobs or whatever kind of fuels the Zach Stone thing. It's a hard thing to tell a kid not to try and go after some preposterous yeah. dream when you're the success story. Of course, of course, dream. yeah. I know, I get that a lot, like, oh, thank you so much. I'm going to give a little tissue right here. Yeah, a little tish break. Just a little blow action. Oh, I'm going to read. cough over it. <laughs> Good one. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm a... It's weird that we have holes in our face that leak snot, and we're always trying to get closer to people's faces. You know, like kissing is like a great thing, and you're like as close as you can be to this snot <laughs> depository. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Why would you fuck a woman in the ass? There's a pussy right there. All right. Oh God. <laughs> you like, mean that's the nose? Reminds me of. No, no, no. <laughs> it's like, it reminds me of some like old bit I saw. I remember I was at the improv it, when I was like 12 with my mother, and a guy was like, "Why would you fuck a girl in the ass when the pussy's right there?" Like, ah, filthy oh. Seinfeld. I'm like, oh. the pussy's right there. And the pussy's right there. Oh, that's amazing. Not the ass, the pussy. Put it in the pussy. Oh God! Okay. When you get a blowjob, you cram it up her nose. That actually works perfectly. That would be a great filthy closer. You can have it. Someone's listening and they're like, "Can I have that?" You can have it. Oh my goodness! <laughs> so what we're talking about. We're talking. About, oh, um, um, you're you're. When people ask, people say like, "I want to be." How do you, Tosh what, has it? that great bit where he, he's like, "I've quoted many times on the show where someone comes up and he's like, I want to do what you do.'" Oh yeah, and he goes, amazing. "Oh, you want to be a famous comedian? It's never gonna happen." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Which, yeah. You know, his persona can allow for something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's great. Well, people say well, like, "What's your advice for being famous?" You know. Yeah. And I would say I have no idea. I sure. got completely lucky. Yeah. I think it's completely arrogant for any famous person 
to say like you do this and I did this and I worked hard. Maybe you did. Maybe you worked hard. Maybe you got out of the right. slums and you were. You I mean maybe you're such a rags to riches story, but it was still luck. It had to be luck at the right. end of the day. I look around at the actors, the movie star. There are thousands of actors across the country that yes. are just as good. At there just are. There just yeah. isn't a demand. There are, for there's five hundred Brad Pitts. Yeah, there, there just are like yeah, gorgeous yeah. guys that are de- decent at acting. Um, I actually think Brad's good at acting. Yeah, and I'm probably not five hundred Brad Pitts, but. Okay, there's um, 25 brands. No, no, no. Yeah, no, exactly. I know a guy. But the thing is, you know the movie industry is based off of building up these movie stars so that people want to see – You know, the studio system is based on movie stars of having value. I mean yeah. you want to have someone that pe- – you know, I, I think movie stars are completely antithetical to – sorry to cut you off on this, but – No, please. I think movie stars are completely antithetical to like the art of film because mm. – the great thing about theater is you show up at a theater and you watch a show and you haven't seen these fucking people before. So it, they just are the characters. Yeah. And now everything, even with the good actors, I go to a movie and it's like, oh, let me watch Pacino be Carol. Or Michael Douglas be yeah. Liberace, which was amazing. That movie yeah. was fucking yeah. amazing. I Behind the Kettle. It. It. it was amazing. But I'm saying, I, I, w- I, I, I want to live in a world where it's like, holy shit, can you believe that Daniel Day-Lewis is doing his third movie? That yeah. guy did. That guy did three movies. That's yeah, more than any. That's yeah. more movies than anyone's done in their entire life. Right, right, right. Because, but again, no one would see a movie if there wasn't this idea of a movie star. But it's completely antithetical to the art. I want to show up and watch a movie and be like, I don't know these people. I don't. See, right. I only see the characters. And now, right. like the British Office, where people, when you were talking about people thinking mm. Woods is real, people thought the British Office was yeah. real because they're like, that's David Brent. And you don't need to think it's real. I mean, right. you still know you're in a movie theater. You, you know, can it's a movie. The but it's like I, I, when I'm seeing the British Office the first time, I just saw David Brent. I didn't. Know who Ricky Gervais right, was? I didn't right, know who Martin right, Freeman was. Right, 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 right. Um, yeah, I'm sorry, I cut you off. No, it's per- it's perfectly right. I, this actually goes back to what you were saying before. I'm guilty of two things. One is accepting uh, the one. What does it call it? Para parasocial relationships. parasocial relationships. That was a yeah. little haunting for me because I do. Uh, have this affection for the, for the fans of the show, and that, that's not that's not a problem because if you're if you're genuinely feeling it with some people, that's okay. Yeah, yeah. that's okay. The you other know, there's, thing, there's, there's a, I'm just saying this. There's certainly a gray area. Yeah, and I'm not. I'm not like saying there's a. I'm not drawing a line in the sand. Yeah, I didn't feel like uh, challenge overly challenged. I was just like, I got to keep an eye. We all have to keep an eye on that. Like picking up the the praise and putting down the the hate is is also something I have to keep an eye out for. But something also interesting is that like. I realized that uh, Sarah Watkins, the musician, did mm. my Largo show, and I um, bought her album. And uh, and like I realized that part of when I really love somebody, like love a CD, is I start to kind of like fall for the person. Mm. And so she has a husband. This is not actually a romantic thing. I don't even know her, but like listening to the music, I'm like, this is my friend. <laughs> like I have that thing. I'm like, no, but she's that- singing for me. Like not about me. I'm just like. Play a song for me, Sarah. Watkins. But that's true. But that, that's true, and that's like the beauty of of a lot of the. You know, I mean, if you're sitting there in your car listening to, I don't know, like Fiona Apple or something. It's sure. Like, this is so intimate. This is a woman bearing her soul. Right. And it's just to me. Right. right. And I don't want to eliminate that. And you know, what I mean, or, well, that's what this podcast. I, well, I don't. Does. I don't want to do anything. But, um, like I'm saying. But the pod, that's what it is with Marin. That's what it is with this yeah, show. Yeah. shows like this. But I'm saying, so as far as the parasocial relationship, I don't think it's bad. I think that intimacy between them is part of the great illusion of this experience of right. giving art to people. It should feel that intimate. It right. should feel... Connecting. It's just a matter of the artist encouraging it to sell yeah, T-shirts. Okay. That's, that's really yeah. all. Is when the artist is like encouraging it just to make money and not to... Right. Uh, encourage the experience right. of, of of what you know 
uh, someone well, you're, listening to art or whatever is. You're right, I or, think, or, to bring you back to your other point, because I just took you off the point and made you say your old point again. <laughs> no, I feel like I had to there, because No, you did. That was my fault, though. And I was like, I'd rather keep you on what you were just saying, which I agree is there is a lot more room in film for people that we don't necessarily know. Mm. Because when I do watch my favorite actors, now there's a premium on that. I think when we see Matt Damon in a movie, we want him to be Matt Damon. Like, he's basically playing different versions of Matt Damon, different sides of Matt. You want him to re- re- regain, maintain well, yeah, there's, there's some something, Matt Daminess. Yeah, and there's something cool about watching actors do things and challenging themselves. But I think it's really the business model of, like, you know, the movie stars attach the movie. The movie makes a million dollar, a hundred million dollar, whatever right. it was back in the day. Right. To a hundred thousand dollars. Right. And they say, oh... What are the common elements of this? Or we'll put the director here. We'll put the actor here. The thing is, though, with directors and editors and score and 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 all that stuff, there's you don't really see the person, and that that can I, I feel it can preserve the right. experience of what this thing is. But repeating but actors, it's like I just don't believe this. Like I don't. You, it's like oh my god, he, like. And I love Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd's in this movie, and his name is Jeff. Like, I always laugh when I see, like, the next comedian, Seth. Or, and I love all those guys. I think they're so funny. But yeah. it's like, oh, Seth Rogen's name is now Jack? Like, oh, fuck me. Like, really? Are we really going to do this? With, like, you know, that, that just makes me, like, piss my pants. It's right. like, this is ridiculous. What's dissolving? It's my re- name is Aaron. Is it in this one? It's like... I'm a cop. Yeah. Are you? <laughs> you know, and, and... Let's take you out of it a little bit. Um, But... Uh, and again, I love all those people. I think they're all super funny, but sure. it's like, bless you, Katie. You know, I don't. I think, I don't know. You're robbing the audience of an experience. I think, in well, some way, and we, you're robbing the actors. Of we a, love those a introducing roles, like Ellen Page and Juno, for yeah, example, yeah. was a super fun thing. Yeah, amazing. And I love Ellen Page, and I love Juno. And but then when I saw Inception, I was that was a real step because she was so Juno mm. that when you saw Inception, I was like, why is Juno here? Well, the same thing with like Christopher Nolan, like. Everyone's the same thing. It's like an improv troupe or something. It is an you know what I mean? Troupe, yeah. It's like Michael Caine is this and that. You know, and yeah. they're all great, and of course they're amazing. Right. But I, I, I'm I'm surprised by across the board the fandom for that's that's what's really funny is that like if you look at the factions of people that are into this or that, everyone's into celebrities. I mean, everyone loves a celebrity. Yeah. Every even the coolest cool people, even like the back doors of the A V club or whatever. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm just trying yeah, to think. Yeah. yeah. They worship people. Yeah. They worship certain people. Sure. Except now it's I don't know, now it's uh David Cross or Mitch Hurwitz. I don't know, right, I'm just sure. arrested. But there's you know yeah. now there's or there's you know Firefly and or you know there's but pop culture is so you you know yeah. no one says I don't like movies right no one in the world says oh I don't like movies I used to have a bit like about music. that where it's like what it, what a little bit about me like on a dating website or Facebook it's like I love movies it's like really yeah, yeah, yeah. you love these multi million dollar pieces of mega entertainment that are always sold out like yeah, all yeah. on the weekends yeah. everyone loves movies everyone it's loves interesting you're right but he, like the but you know biggest slack the- Yoko loves a movie and so does like the snobbiest hipster also loves movies and worships but worships. I could be wrong you know and I could just be my my data set could just be pop culture people I'm in Los Angeles I'm on websites I you suppose know, the people that aren't are just reading and they but when I run to you when I run into you in London after you've disappeared <laughs> and you're doing theater yeah. I wonder if that bow you know smoking a cigarette at a cafe <laughs> it, who's in between shows performances after the matinee and you're eating you know a light lunch <laughs> <laughs> I, I like this. If, I want to do this. Tomorrow. I wonder if that bow loves celebrities too secretly. 
Oh, I love celebrities. So no, I, I, no, no, I, I still I, I, do. I'm saying we both do. I wonder if that bow, that version, yeah, but, the, but no, no, but 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 getting yeah, off the grid. Uh, just because I'm, 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 I'm wandering into territory that I haven't really thought about now, so I just want to be careful. It's like, well, of course you love a celebrity because it's not. They're not just celebrities. A lot of these people, they just have to be famous because they're the fucking best. This in the world, you know, right, what I mean? like right, right, right. Tom York is just. He didn't ask for celebrity. He's an amazing songwriter, right. an amazing singer, right? And someone's love for him doesn't have to do with him being a celebrity. He represents do with him. the work. He's, he is the work. He represents you know? the feeling that you get. When you were saying a qui- when you're playing sta- uh, piano on stage with a single spotlight, I was actually remembering a Radiohead concert I was at where, where Tom York did that. And I was like, oh, that man moved me. Like, it's weird. Yeah, he, yeah. he got inside and me. And 10,000 other people. And like, moved 10,000 yeah. other people at the same time. But we were all having a similar chemical. There's one girl throwing up and one guy peeing in a <laughs> yeah. Corona bottle. But, like, most of us were kind of like, this is happening. Someone made us feel something. And, and actually, the appointment of celebrity is like a great Democrat thing for the most part. You right. know what I mean? For the most part, it's pretty... When it's you know not I mean? manufactured. If you're a prodigy, if you're a genius, you know what I mean? If you're so good at this, you'll just find your way up. But again, right. so I think the thing I'm mostly rebelling against is the manufacturing of it and the perpetuating of celebrity that isn't relevant anymore. Yeah. We don't need you anymore. You don't do anything for us. Yeah. But, you know... Do you do, uh, do you do drugs? I don't do drugs, no. I didn't think you did drugs. No, I don't. I know. I just have... I'm listening to your brain. I'm like, I don't think this guy does drugs. No, I... No, I, not to have a bias against people who do drugs. A lot of my no, most no, I, genius well, like, friends I, do drugs. Like I, something about your brain working. But like I smoke weed and stuff like that. But I, I just know my threshold for freaking out is in the spectrum of weed. Because <laughs> like once every twenty times I'll smoke weed, I'll yeah. be like, I, my heart is, be- I can feel my heart yeah, beating. Yeah, yeah, I can't yeah. breathe. So I, when people say like, oh, take shrooms, take out, it's just like you're just so. All you gotta do is relax. I'm like, well, I'm done already. I'm not relaxed. Just the thought of it has me freaking out. They're like, just don't overthink things. I'm like, well, I'm fucked. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so I right. just I just don't trust my 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 brain to do that. It sounds wonderful and like you could take a tiny amount. That yeah, would I'm be sure. safe. No, it sounds and you know I like I'm all for like you should experience this. I don't think I'm going to die and be able to experience other things. Right, so, like you know get it while you can get it. But oh, uh, you're you're a dead over person. Dead over. Um, I, I I'm not certainly, but I, I would say every it, it's, it's more like just it's only like uh, my uh, my my disbelief in God or whatever just sure. everything I've come across would point to the other direction for me right. everything I, nothing I've come across is, has let me know that there'd be something else this is this is the very interesting, interesting argument Sam Harris had this Sam Harris is amazing uh, I think he's an what is he a neurologist and a writer and amazing um, but he writes this thing about the soul and the idea you know that if you get in a car crash right and a bit of it, you get in a car crash you hit your head you damage a bit of your brain mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. Your, your, your sense of speech can be gone like that. You damage another little part of your brain. They poke it. A tumor rises. Uh, your reasoning skills go out. Your, you, you, all these things can go. He said, if any little part of your brain separately is damaged and destroyed, that part of you is gone. But for some reason, when it is all destroyed in death, it somehow completely reassembles oh, wow. itself. Wow. And is, how, isn't, the, isn't that the proof <laughs> of the relationship between the mind and abilities completely yeah. directly? Why, why would that... How haunting, you know? Yeah. So, and that's what I sort of how terrible, how terribly against the my confirmation bias <laughs> for uh, wanting something to be. True. Yeah, but it just it, it's the, it, that idea of the it's the illusion. I, I believe. I mean, again, I'm happy to have yeah. conversations with, about sure. this. Sure, and I. I I am the least militant about any of these things, and I don't think anyone is stupid for it. Again, yeah, yeah, I yeah. think there are people vastly smarter than me. Believe it. I, I just, I, 
I know these sound like things to cushion, and they are exactly that because I don't feel any hostility and don't want to have any hostility towards people. But right. uh, it's yeah, I, I think, think there is. A, I think there, and I don't know if it's definite, but there seems to be a bit of an illusion between the separation of the mind and because it it, it expresses itself so directly in other ways. Yeah, you know, it's actually very haunting. Uh, to like me. I hit you with a bat in your head, and you are a different person. Right. You have a tumor in your brain, and, and we, you're a different person. And we we find a tumor in your brain after you killed someone, and you are not guilty of it. Right. You know that that that's uh, because the tumor was in the in that mm, part of my brain. Yeah, mm. we talk about that sort of stuff all the time. It's actually really really weird to me because I was just uh, people that listen to the show know that I was in a very small car accident, which I keep uh, going back, and I'm like, it was a little bit bigger than I gave it credit. Mm. It was small because there was no damage, but it, like I had to stop very quickly, and yeah. I think I jostled my brain in a way that people mm. are like, oh, maybe you bruised your brain. So what happened was is I've noticed that my motor skills are a little uh, less good. Mm. <laughs> also, I noticed that my grasp of vocabulary, <laughs> vocabulary like really, is not as good. It's not as sharp. So yeah. I'm feeling like dull and that sort of stuff. And I was like, so I'm waiting for whatever it is to heal. But that's weird. That's something that's uh, kind of disturbing about that whole idea is something happened, like you're saying, mm. to my brain. It got jostled at a mm. high speed and I had to stop. And it got sloshed around and hit my skull or whatever it did. And now I feel like a different person. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? The thing that I associated with my soul has changed a little bit. My ability has changed a little bit. Yeah. Although behind that, I still feel like you don't feel like the quiet hum of something more than your intellect. I feel like I feel the quiet hum of something more than my intellect for sure. I think oh, that, yeah, that, that feeling is definitely, uh, I, I'm the first one to say the most mind blowing thing in the entire world is subjectivity. That is insane. Mm. I don't understand that. Like that is so crazy to me. What do you mean? That a, a bunch of organic matter got together and now want, I'm subject, I know I'm perceiving the universe yes. as apart from it or something, or even, even I'm perceiving that I'm perceiving it as apart from it. That is insane. Truly yeah. Insane. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm open to the mystery of that being filled by almost anything like yes. truthfully that that could be anything but uh yeah i guess it all started for me when i and this is why i got into sam harris he's like a really really cool writer i like knew i didn't believe in free will and he was the first person that like i read something he had this little book free will and he articulated exactly why i thought free will was please tell was me it, oh, well i don't you know i don't butcher believe it. in free will no no well tell me why you don't believe in I, I i'll butcher i, I mean i'm gonna butcher <laughs> man I let's get let's go on the, the butcher shop let's get some uh, bacon yes yeah, so i'm gonna i mean just, just let's let everyone know i'm in the deep end so yeah, i could easily be drowning in this we're in a safe place um uh yeah, basically the idea wh- – why I didn't believe it is I was like – I look at children or the uh, mentally disabled. I look at all these extremes that are never given. You, you don't think a child is making free choices. You don't blame a child for making certain choices like this. I looked at the terrible choices that Nazis made you know, mm-hmm. in, 19, in, in, in Germany and I was like th- – there's no way that just a batch of bad people were somehow born – into this, I don't think a batch of slave owners were somehow. You know what I mean like a genetic batch of those were right? Uh, and I believe that, like, with a combination of your brain chemistry and your circumstance, you have actually no choice. Interesting, you know that that. that oh, like, you're saying, given different circumstances, you and I would have been marching with Nazis. Absolutely, and then people say that if I was back in Germany, I would have been saving them. No, I wouldn't have been. If I had been born to German parents, right. and had been taught this and indoctrinated doc- with it, and I had, and, and especially if I had that person's brain chemistry, you know, yeah. uh, people are born with different ability. I'm so lucky. I was born without an attraction to kids. I have a bit about that. You know, I'm so lucky I don't want to yeah. fuck kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because and, and you can't choose what you like. 
Yeah, and you know, then there's other people that go, well, I was born in here and I overcame that and right. I had this urge and I over... Well, you were also born with the ability to overcome that urge. Right, that, right, right. I think that is your brain chemistry as well. Yeah. Even the ability to persevere. Some people don't have that. Wild. And basically what he was saying is similarly is that if a man has a brain tumor in his head and kills someone, it's immediately absolved. The, the, the idea is he's mentally ill and that's not... Right. But that the... The brain itself. The, but the tapestry of like our lives and our experiences and our brain chemistry all lead us to these everyday choices that right. none of us have any control over. Interesting. And he said if we absolve if we under, if we if we eliminate the idea of free will, then the criminal justice system becomes about justice and not about vengeance because you can't actually be angry at anybody for any of their choices. So when we're punishing people, sure, you can lock someone in a jail if they don't have free will because even if they don't have free will, we need to protect people and we can't have them running around. But it never becomes about vengeance, which I think is the problem, is that that's why a lot of people think free will, the lack of free will, believe in free will is really unromantic. But for me, it completely... It, it makes me realize I am not angry at anybody. I don't think there are any bad people. Hmm. I don't think there are any bad choices, just like there are no good choices. I mean, of course, there are choices that have bad and good consequences. I'm saying inherently, there are not people that choose things more evil, hmm. that choose things. I think there are people that make worse choices, again, because of their circumstance. But I don't Isn't believe funny? We love in this movies. innate, innate, like me, I'm just saying the choices I am making day to day, being raised in Northeast Massachusetts in an affluent, decently, well, next to the rest of the world, completely affluent family with yeah. g- good parents that taught me good lessons. I went to schools. I had good teachers. I was never sexually abused. Mm-hmm. Are my choices the same as the choice of someone with completely different and right. worse circumstances right. that the, 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 the person that goes in and robs a convenience store and shoots the guy because he's, you know, I just, I, I can, right. the, the idea, it, it, my rejection of free will came from my own perception of how spoiled and, and that m- my virtues were not this thing within me because I'm a good person yeah. at all. It was these things that I had it's been breeding. Luckily, yeah, luckily. Or not even, I don't mean genetic breeding. Nature, I mean nurture, like nurtured. nurture, yeah. You were nurtured in And into. nature, nature in that I have a certain set of brain chemistry. I think there are brains born that are more open to empathy. Well, I of mean, course, when, we're looking, when we're looking for a breeding partner, when you're looking for someone to make babies with, you do look for someone where you're like, I hope I get some of that in the kid. You know mm. what I mean? Some of their reason, some of their intellect, some of their empathy, all those different things. We're trying to control what you're saying. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah, but it, it's a weird one. But yeah, it's a... It is a weird one. But it's true. So, Bo, you know, you're, you're you know, this is in the past, so I won't even say God forbid, <laughs> which is yeah. just a magic thing people say. But if your parents had died mm-hmm. right when you were born and then and then you... <laughs> Yeah, my parents God, died. God forbid. God having had forbid. <laughs> God forbid. God forbid. He did forbid it. Yeah. Yeah, he totally looked out for you there. So your parents died and then you were, you know, raised by wolves or whatever extreme you want. I also think it's funny that you mentioned the mentally challenged, often left out of debates about. Well, the, I think the, the mentally challenged is just because obviously you're not going to, uh, with severely mentally handicapped people, right. obviously they're not. You, they wouldn't be responsible for something should they lash out, should they hit, right. I don't know. Sure. I, I'm saying obviously, and with children, I'm just trying to think of other circumstances yeah. where that's not obvious. And I just think with, I don't know, people that we deem normal or healthy or whatever, it's just the, the equations and, and the factors are just a lot more complicated. Yeah. But 
Yeah. It is it's America it's the culture they're in. It's the people they were raised is what they had for breakfast it's funny. for the last twenty years. That was the beginning of uh Rob Bell just did a show and he's gonna keep coming up because I'm reading his books. But he when he talks about the idea of hell, I just had uh, dinner with a friend of mine who uh went to the same uh, weird religious school I did and she was telling Born me college. Yep. That's right. That's right. I'm sorry I forgot yeah. you knew that. We've talked about this many yeah. times. But she was telling me that she still has friends that think she's going to hell and I was like well, you got it. That's a deal breaker. <laughs> like I can't, I can't have eggs with you if you think I'm going to burn forever. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, why did I bring that up? Oh, when it comes to hell and Rob Bell. <laughs> thank you, Katie. <laughs> Little rhyming humor got her. <laughs> he starts the argument for for uh, there not being this traditional understanding of a of a hell mm-hmm. by starting with children. You know, he's like, well, what, at what age are you like uh, accountable for your actions? And that, I think that's just an interesting. Well, place to start. I think the place to start is that like. God better check his fucking math. Like, what could I do in eighty years that would that would? That's another point he made. Infinite amount of a finite time versus an infinite punishment. Uh, It's it's so idiotic, and I mean, just just (laughs) hell is so stupid. I mean, it's so. Well, I'm saying it's so mean too. It's such a oh yeah, such a terrible idea. Well, that's his big idea that God. Uh, Because I remember believing in hell. He called God a prick on his episode. That idea of God being a prick. I I remember believing in hell in fifth grade and looking over at a Jewish kid and being like, "He's gonna go to hell." Like being so disturbed by that idea. Like this Jewish kid's gonna go to hell. Like what the fuck? Like what did he do? Yeah. Yeah. Um, what could he do? You know what I mean? People like to go to, to Hitler. These are the extremes. These are yeah. the examples we have. But what could you do that would warrant a, a, no, an eternity? Yeah, well, Even nothing. if it was like but your see, worst enemy. No, from my opinion, what I was just saying, nothing. Right. I, I don't think anyone has done a better job in this earth than anybody else in the history of the world with their circumstance. I think everyone has done exactly the same. Yeah. I think everyone has done exactly what their circumstance and their chemistry would have always had them do. I don't That's think, so interesting. I don't think anyone – because I, I I'm very threatened by that idea. But no, yeah. I'm loving the dip but the, in this But pool. the free will the, – the, <laughs> the, I'm just saying the, the belief in a free will is the belief that there is something outside of yourself that you're tapping into making choices. And, yeah. I, and I just don't – I think the choices – are a product you're of our brains and our brain, we trust our brain our chemistry, brains. which is no, you never chose what brain you were born with, right. and you did not choose what circumstance you were born into. That's what I think yeah. is interesting about sanity in general. It's your brain. This thing when when like Brody did the show, Brody Stevens, mm. I asked him if he felt like his brain had betrayed him. You know what I mean? Mm. Because it's a thing that you trust. Yeah, it's this thing that you have. And you've known it your whole life, and yeah. it's always steered it, you towards food and shelter and yeah, goodness. it is you, and it's and it's telling you to uh, rise to power and destroy people or whatever it is, do some, something evil. Mm. And, and, you know, we're not saying those are good actions, but if someone goes out and murders somebody, that their brain told them to do that. <laughs> I'm trying to... Yeah, it, no, I don't know. It's, I, I don't believe... See, I don't believe you and the brain. I do believe you are your brain, you know? And some people believe your heart and your everything. It's like, no, I, if I chopped off your... Arms, your leg, everything would still be you. If it could keep your head, it would yeah. be you. Head in a jar. Head in a jar would be you. I do believe that it is just right. your brain. So there's no outside thing. I think that's. I've never, uh, I've never even yeah. thought about it. But like, is there something? It's like uh, or, my or brain even, is telling me theory, to. Like I don't know. I, I guess you hear things about like maybe consciousness is this thing that you know is maybe. But I, I think that either way, like the brain is an antenna that can only take. From that, what the brain is programmed to take from it. That's mm. my point. I'm saying you're not, you could be plugged into something, but you're only plugged into maybe like 
an outlet that is charging all that you possibly have in so your brain. Doesn't, I don't know. doesn't this put the know. burden Jesus on? Christ. No, I love the deep swim. I love, <laughs> I love a good deep swim. Doesn't the put put an intense burden on us to help each other a lot when we take the. Um, when we take a certain type of power away from God to intervene and send angels and all these different things. Yeah, this is so funny. I keep segueing to this. But I have, I mean, I have this song in my new hour that's like from the perspective of God. That's the idea. It's God singing a song. Yeah. And it is all about that. It's all about like, you want me to love you so much, you know, but you just, you want, you so want me to love everybody unconditionally. But doesn't that sound a lot like what you should be doing? Like, it's not yeah. my job. Yeah. Why does, God loves everybody, right? That's a beautiful idea that God loves everybody because God intimately sees everybody and sees them for their circumstance. That's the thing. It's like, you, you, you realize w- when these troubled people in the world that you think are evil or bad or terrible, when they're like your, generally, I'm not saying always, but generally when they're like your brother or your father or your cousin, you know them intimately, you see where those, things are coming from yes. and you say he's not a bad guy he just has right. this he's really like this no he's not really like that he is he is he is a prick he is the whole thing yeah he's all but of the you, things but you under, you're close enough to see that in my opinion that free will really isn't there that he he right. his bad choices are a product of something else and our idea of God is that for everybody that God understands everybody so much that he for, he could forgive everything yes and I and I believe that I feel like if you if you saw if, if I if you looked at everyone in the world close enough you would understand it yeah. you would under you know it's so and it's and it's things in in things that are quote unquote evil I think are things to be pitied like it's so sad that there's in my mind a guy going around fucking pillaging raping killing people it's it's ter- it's sad to me that he's doing that because i know that the better life is one where you're loving someone right and, but and, isn't the burden then on us not on god or some sort of supernatural prayer or whatever but for me to cuz it's in inar- it's inarguable that you your brain chemistry bo in this pretend scenario is to rape murder and pillage okay and, but then i can come in and just like a good old movie like uh, finding forester or something mm. i can teach you how to read and i can teach you chess and yeah or tennis. you can kill me too like I, i'm also or open I to could the fact- kill you. no no but i'm saying i'm open to that too i'm not saying that like since there's no free will we have to i'm also like pragmatic i know sure. you know what i mean i'm not but i could save you that uh, that puts the responsibility on I don't know if that. that's true. I don't know. I could at least stop I, I you. You could stop me, yeah, but that could be fine. I mean, I'm just saying there might be – the circumstance, the brain chemistry might be far like, enough along where it can't be saved. But it's worth person's trying. Lifetime. Like, yeah, sure. I, I'm one of those people that always has that fantasy. First of all, there's somebody in my family kind of removed to a good bit where I'm like he, he's, he's, he's a grump and he's a negative person and all that mm. sort of stuff. But I know him. I've known him a long time and I'm like, oh, but that, this is why. So I'm with you there. So part A, I agree. I go like, oh, you think he's a jerk? He's not a jerk. This, this, and this happened in his childhood or whatever. So I understand and I forgive and I understand. Then I have the second part that I want to put to you is I often will catch myself having a fantasy where I'm like, I'd love to just kidnap that person, take him to an island, change his diet, change his circumstance, get some exercise going, uh, take him off alcohol or whatever it is that's keeping him down and uh, fill him with good ideas like the ideas that you've been filled with. Like I have that savior complex where I just want to steal someone from their circumstance and mm. see – it's like my fair lady. Can we turn this person who's this way into something else? Yeah. Can we save them? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But certainly some people could be saved. Yeah. I, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, that's a great thing to do. Of course you should but then, do that. Yeah. I mean um, – you know, there's a, there's a great like little story about 
like a little like analogy that one I've always liked for God. It's called like the egg. I'm going to totally butcher it, but the idea is that like a guy dies. I just pictured you cutting up a hard boiled egg with a butcher's knife. <laughs> butcher's knife. Ah, I'm going to butcher this egg. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, I didn't even get that. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, so, but yeah, I think the idea is that like a guy dies, he goes to heaven and, 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 he, and someone's there waiting for him. He's like, are you God? He's like, yes, you're God. And the guy basically finds out that he's going to be reincarnated as someone else. And he's like, oh, so the Buddhists are right? And God's like, well, the Buddhists were Everyone was kind of right. And he says, have I been reincarnated before? And he says, yes, you've been reincarnated many times. Yeah. And the guy said, have I ever met myself? He said, yes, thousands of times. What do you mean meet myself? Have I ever met, my, have I ever met someone that I was reincarnated as? You know what I mean? The guy's saying that. Because he's saying he's been reincarnated before. Right. This is like his millionth time dying or whatever. Right. You know? But if you die, how could there be two of you that you could meet him? He's saying he just finished living a life. Yes. And just died. And yes. he goes to heaven. And God said, I'm going to reincarnate you as someone else in the world. That's already alive. It could be from any time. It doesn't matter. Oh, I see. I, I thought you had to be a baby. No. And start over. Oh, you could be a baby, but you could but be a baby be from, from a different thousand. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So and you... basically the idea of the thing is that you, the man finds out that he is everyone. <laughs> and, that, and that the world is an egg. And that once he has lived everyone's life, he can become his father, which is a god. He can become one of these people. Wow. That this, you know, but, and I really like the sentiment of that because it, it is it's – and he basically says, so no, when you're hurting someone – like, the guy's like, I was Hitler? And he was like, yes, and you were all the Jews he killed. You were Hitler, you were all the Jews. And, wow. and the sentiment of that is 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 just very much what I believe, which is yeah. that, in theory, we all could have been that, and it would have been exactly the way it was. Wow. You know? uh, which I like. You're really blowing my dick off today. Well, that's another story. It's not my story. No, but I mean, like, you read it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, but the thing is, and like, just not to be vague about the free will thing, like... It's it's a it's totally a weird idea, and I always sure. get weird looks because I am literally I, I I am believing that like you would never have picked chocolate when yeah. you picked vanilla. Yeah, you were going to pick vanilla, and it was and if I if, if we knew the math uh, en- enough of the math of the universe, I would have been able to predict that you would have. Picked if vanilla. we could look at your brain the way, but your if brain you picked vanilla, you never would have. And what pe- some people say is like, ooh, the randomness of quantum mechanics that that's actually the randomness of free choice, and that's not true. Like the the, the the scale in which synapses and neurons are firing is way larger than the random placement of electron in quantum mechanical. You know what I mean? The idea of where quantum randomness is happening is so much smaller than what would ever affect the chemistry of the brain. Oh, yeah. So that's like a thing that I think like Deepak Chopra and a lot of these people spin to say, ooh, quantum mechanics. Quantum mechanics has been like this blanket for a lot of people to say, ooh, the world is interconnected and it's all – see, this is consciousness. This is, and that's not true. People that are experts in quantum mechanics, what they say is I don't understand quantum mechanics. That's what the, the people that really understand it. They say it's weird and I don't get it. And they never try to put – it, put I mean, themes yeah. on it or try to like square it with a worldview and that that annoys me a little because I've always been a science guy and yeah. I, I always get slightly annoyed when people let let these geniuses do all the work and then yeah. they, they they take hand it's remind me of like ki, like kids at Halloween just taking handfuls out of the take one You're job supposed to take one yeah and it's yeah. like just slapping <laughs> scrapbooking this like thesis out of all of this hard work done it's like so no cool. no that's not it's not really what it is and the thing is I was naively in high school getting into physics for that reason. I wanted to be a physicist because I had read Brian Greene's book and Stephen Hawking's book. You know, I had read all these books where I was like, 
oh, cool. So if I'm a scientist, I'll just be able to sit around like we're doing right now and just like think about shit. And it's like, yeah. no, actually, you have to do eight years of math <laughs> to even get to that one page of stuff that sounds like philosophy. You know? yeah. And oh I just like, I just like talking bullshit. So I was like, oh, so I can just be a comedian, a comedian yeah. and like, you know, like drink red wine on Saturdays. Right. And bullshit. With my it's funny because I just did Duncan Trussell's podcast and he was saying that the gurus, the people that are, are the spiritual, the scientist equivalent of the spiritual side, whether or not they're full of shit or not, mm. but they don't sit around and talk this way either. They have a very similar approach where they're like, I don't understand it. Mm. All mm. I can do is help my neighbor and try and understand myself. Yeah, they and, don't sit around going like, we're on a planet. And what, what, what's that. cool is that uh, Sam Harris, that guy, he's like very open to... He's, he's like, the physicist. Yeah, uh, the neuroscientist, I think, a neurologist, whatever. He, um, you know, he's studied with like Buddhist monks and thinks there's like very something very real to meditation and to higher consciousness and there's ways to I don't know if he uses those exact words but he's saying like he's very open to and, and, and the Dalai Lama has even said like if science ever disproves anything in uh, Buddhism right yeah uh, that Buddhism will have to adjust for it because sure. science is always right so yeah uh, like I'm you know I, I also think subjective experience is objectively true I mean, I mean objectively a fact it's a fact that it's happening you that's know? interesting it's like, so I'm open to that and that's all totally cool. let me put this to you I, I, what, what, are, what are any of us saying let me put this to you I, I think maybe I've said it on the show before but I want to hear you th- your thoughts on it when it comes to people like Hitler I think about this when it comes to people like Hitler yeah I think <laughs> I, th- I was thinking about this on the ride over I swear to God and like, when it uh, comes to people like Hitler you- <laughs> the idea is you could make a 15-minute film of anyone's life yeah. that would make everyone love them or hate them. Mm. Like you could do like snippets. Yeah. Like I, I hate to do Hitler. Let's do anyone else. Let's do Jay Leno. People seem to love hate, hating on Jay Leno. Uh, you could make a 15-minute film of like the coolest and best things Jay Leno has ever done and you'd be like – Fucking Leno, man. You could also make a 15-minute film where you're like, fuck Leno. Same guy. You know yeah, what I yeah. mean? Well, just, of course. Yeah, yeah. For I sure. Just, I, just, I don't know why I'm so troubled by that. Uh, it's like what people see. It's like what you were saying about a family member. Oh, no, he's not really that way because they've seen all these other mm, things. Mm. But people just see. You could be persuaded either way. Yeah, yeah. Even that isn't like a true uh, truth. Yeah, I don't know. I think anything other than... He's exactly what he always would have been is, is not true, I guess. But I, of course, I don't think that consciously. I'm not walking around the street going, oh, you don't have free will, man. It's okay. I'm like, fuck you. Get like, don't yeah, yeah, pick yeah. your dog shit up. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and I also believe that in order for it all to work, we shouldn't be consciously thinking no one has free will. No, no, we have to hold people accountable. And it's, yeah. it's you know, yeah, 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 but yeah. I also think like the best state that the, that the human mind can be in or whatever evolutionarily is not like the truest one necessarily. Have I done something? No. Okay. I thought Katie was giving me the light. You know what I'm saying? It's like, uh, like I don't think our, I don't think we're meant to know everything. You know, I think we're meant to know things that are practical to what we do. Meaning that there are some things we shouldn't be thinking about or I'm thinking the most sane state, like you've said in your little, you you have a, you have a bit in your act with this, like the most sane humans, the most, sane state in the world might be I'm on a fucking rock holy shit yeah, you know what yeah, I mean yeah, yeah. so like there's there's a little bit of uh, ignorance probably built into our yeah, minds spending healthy, that sort know. of thing yeah absolutely the older I get the more and I and belief realize. in a free will might be that that's what I'm saying right um, that might be a happier because I, I of course naturally I believe in I believe in it in every, every I believe in, it in my own life I challenge myself to choose something right but then once I've chosen I'm like oh good I feel like this, if this <laughs> is in a movie I was like I'm getting the water though Bo I'm getting I'm putting it down I'm not gonna yeah. drink the water 
water. Like that's what that would be the counter argument or whatever. But 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 you're saying I'm a slave to my brain and my brain is making me do everything. No, but I'm saying I I, I don't sit around going, well, I'm going to choose whatever I want to choose. So I'll just sit down. I'm like, no, no, make yourself get up. You right. Because the feeling of making me get up and go do that. Right. And then I do it. And yes, maybe I would always would have done that, but I still need to sure. keep those habits to live a healthy life. Probably. Let me ask you this. Uh, what's different since the last time we did the show? Aren't you seeing a different person? Uh, well, I won't get into that. You don't want to get into that? Yeah, yeah see, that's just – that's part of my That's thing. your thing. Yeah, well, it's uh, – just like most things, I don't like giving that away to people. Yeah. I don't think they're... What's I don't know. I, I, I also have some fans that might be particularly young, so I don't want, you know... What do you mean? I don't know. I've had things happen where a, a girlfriend gets tweeted at or something, and I don't... Uh, I, I've made a choice to involve myself in this life. I don't want to drag anybody else into it. You're like it. Spider-Man. Yeah. And uh, I just also... Th- I don't know. It feels too intimate to me. That's fine. Completely too fine. Intimate to fi- we, I mean, it'd be f- uh, of course it'd be fine. Of, of course, you know, it'd be completely fine to show share if uh, these microphones were off. Right. Of but course. Uh, yeah. Just, yeah. Uh, no. Well, I, we talked about it over a meal. I actually knew the answer to that question. <laughs> no. No. Yeah. But uh, no. But it's, I'm saying uh, the, the reason I don't want to share it is is interesting. But uh, I, don't, I don't know exactly what it comes from because I'm like I'm happy to share. About my parents and you right, know, uh, but I don't know. It just I guess it's uh, it's always been weird for me. It's always well. That's another not, not been comfortable. random adult that you met. Your parents are your parents, and you're yeah, exactly. And yeah, it just doesn't really feel as uh, right. I mean, it's it's relevant to my life, and it expresses my it, like what I'm feeling in that, and what I get from it totally expresses itself in my work. But sure, uh, I uh, I don't know. It's it's a particular relationship too, like having a partner. It's a relationship where it, you don't want to really share too much. For me, sorry, I don't want to say because you're trying to preserve it. Yeah, and I just don't want to. I, I, it's no one's business. For me, it's sure. No, for me, it's no one's business. Sure, I've never had a girlfriend when I've done this show. We've had the show for how long? Your whole life. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, can I say your vine is the greatest thing there's ever been? I know I already texted that to you. I love your vine uh, so much. You know what? People like giving shit to Vine or whatever. You know what I mean? I, <laughs> You're so good at but, it. No, no, I don't know. I make stupid things. But Vine, I've never been more excited about something than I am about Vine because it's like it's like a perfect little thing. It's like yeah. you make six seconds. It's six like, seconds. And like it's it's free. It's yeah. like, of course, it's got to be a good thing if it's right. making people give stuff yes, away for free. Yes, But yours are really well done. I, I, yeah, there's, a, there's a certain element. I know I should be sitting around wondering how Scorsese lit a shot or something but instead I'm like how did Bo get the dog to sit still or whatever it is you know what I mean like how many in that video I don't want to ruin it how many takes are you doing for something like that uh, I did a few and that one I will say that it is actually my girlfriend's hands that are doing that and that's what actually your girlfriend's hands are, are, the, are the dog's hands yeah it's her dog's she was able to get it to sit I so tried. you were I filming yeah I didn't work on that well you gotta tell her her timing is perfect because the little yeah, oh, the, the chin yeah it's amazing on the chin was amazing yeah, it's really amazing. And box a kick. I mean, you do it, man. I watch them over and over. At first, I was like, what is the point of it looping? And then I, I catch myself watching it five, six, seven times and laughing so every stupid. time. It is. It's so stupid. It's so and then I'll try and be like, look. And they might not get it. Like I'm yeah, like, look what's happening. Yeah. They don't understand. Um, super, super funny. Well, here, here's some fun questions that weren't here the last time you were here. Cool. Like, the show's longer now. You were one of our earlier guests. And also, not not always longer. We end the show when the show's over. You know what I'm I saying? tell you, I was in... What's that? At 90. We're at 98. See, we're at 90, which is great. 
I was at Orla- I was in Orlando, and some guy came up to me after the show and went, "Can I boom with you?" I love it boom, so boom, much. Boom, boom, All I want to do is make the whole world feel like one neighborhood where we're just like, "Oh yeah, I boom with that's Bo. He's never met you. That's Bo, and he booms with Pete. He's never met me." And then he goes up to you and goes, "Can we boom?" And you do it. I love that. That's great. It's a great feeling. <laughs> one of my favorite questions uh, is, "Can you remember one of the hardest times you've laughed, or the hardest times uh, you've laughed?" Oh man. People sometimes freak out at the question. I hate putting people on the spot, so I want to remind you that it doesn't have to be good. People are always like, this won't be good, and then it always ends up being a fun thing. Uh, <laughs> well, see, that's that. What? What then I did. It, then it always ends ah, up being a fun thing. Now I feel like puts the pressure back on you. You're right. Thing. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> it's always transcendent and amazing and moving. So um, I'll just take a sip of water while you think. Uh, gosh. Mm-hmm. One of the hardest times I've ever laughed. As a kid, maybe even? Um, one, I think one of the hardest times I've laughed was, um, <laughs> alright, this is, uh, my friend Joe was one of my best friends. It was my fr- best friend Joe, and I, I was with my best friend Tom. Uh-huh. And Tom and I are sitting, we're in line for ice cream, right? We're in like, a, <laughs> outside, there's like two lines for ice cream, and Tom and I are in line, and Joe's behind me. And the guy beside us, uh, very tragically, is ordering ice cream, but he has one of those... Uh, tracheotomy so he goes like I love a large drum raisin you know what I mean I didn't laugh at that I didn't laugh at that he goes I love a large drum raisin so I look at Tom and like and we're like 14 so I look at Tom and I'm like we're not gonna laugh he looks back at me and we're like barely we're like we're not gonna laugh we're not gonna laugh we have to be a- yes. we are three feet away from this person Yes. and then Joe who didn't see the guy goes to us very loudly and goes did anyone hear that robot voice <laughs> And we look back at him, and the guy looks back at him, and uh, Joe like made eye contact with the guy and ran away and left Tom and I. I'll have a large drum raisin. And you you didn't laugh. And then we didn't laugh. The success of not laughing ruined by Joe. I can't tell you how many times I've been Joe. (laughs) I'm the guy that comes up and goes, where was that robot? (laughs) But that's the thing. It's like anyone anyone could have said, did anyone hear that? And he said, did anyone hear that that robot robot voice? What did he think it was? Just a robot. Robots don't eat ice cream. <laughs> they would eat rum raisin. That is fantastic. Ruining a situation. That reminds me of when I was actually in uh, Stratford-upon-Avon. And uh, I was sitting with a professor of mine. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, I know. It's weird. And he, and he was telling me, I guess, like, this was never big in my life. But, like, when they were kids... We told, like, dead baby jokes. We had all these inappropriate jokes. But apparently, like, hair lip jokes were big. And he was telling all these hair. I know. I don't understand. What? There's one where it's it's a pretty harmless joke. It's a guy. I mean, it's not nice. I just don't want you to think that he was telling, like, this really terrible joke. Yeah. just talking about a hair lip. And there was a girl with a wooden eye. And he asks her. No, she asks him to go to, to a dance with him. And he goes. she goes, do you want to go to the dance with me, mm. Phil? Kid with the hair lip, and he goes, "Would I?" And she goes, "Hair lip." Like she uh, thinks, that's great. Oh, that's great. It's, it's, it's great. a wordplay joke. Yeah, yeah. So it's not really just like people with hair. Like you know, he's not a monster. So we laugh at the stupid joke. He could have been anything. Actually, the joke would have worked. What do you mean? He could have had. Yeah, anything. he could. It, it, could, it could have name. exactly. Yeah, yeah. He could have had an eye patch. Head. He could have had two noses. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. as long as there's something that you can point out. He yeah, could have. Exactly. He could have put anything. Um, but the second he finishes telling the joke, there's oh. a guy with a hair lip right behind us and goes like. Can I sit there, mate? You know, and we're just like, oh my god! Like oh it just like god. that. 
where'd that robot voice come from moment. We didn't even laugh that hard. It was just a terrible thing. We still we still twinge every time we think oh, of that. that is so cringeworthy. And then this other Joe moment I had was we were we were uh, scuba diving. I think I've told this story on the show before, so I'll tell it quickly. And we saw this eel. This I love is- you saying Joe moment. Joe is a great guy. We'll get that out. Joe's no, I know. Great- Joe's a great guy. <laughs> but it was listening. Probably know who Joe is, and Joe's a wonderful person. Joe's great. Joe- Still one of my best friends. Okay. I'm just picturing Joe Mandy now. So, uh, w- No, no. This is like a childhood best friend. No, I, I have understand. a lot of friends that I'm like been still been best friends. Oh, like that's awesome. Grade, yeah. That's great. Make new friends, but keep the old, they yeah. say. But keep going. What, Joe so there's this eel, and uh, I'm looking at it, and we're floating, and me and my friend Kurt are looking at this eel, and it's like, you don't always see eels, like huge fang yeah. eels. It was amazing. We were like seeing an underwater dinosaur. My friend Aaron <laughs> swam over, and we were like doing the, the sign language for eel, and he's really excited, yeah. and, it, and it's coming out, and he's about to see it, and I get, I get the Joe idea to stand. I was like, the only thing more badass than looking at, it, at an eel in the bottom of the Red Sea is standing on the bottom of the Red Sea. And just like standing like yeah. Superman or like Neil Armstrong, just on the floor of the ocean <laughs> or the sea, and looking at. And so the second I I go down on the on the ground, it my two fucking six foot six extra large flippers just flap down and kick up all the dust. And <laughs> and as this like sm- underwater smoke bomb erupts, all I can see you can't see the eel anymore, but just perfectly. You know when life is framed perfectly yeah, yeah. like a movie. I see Aaron's eyes looking at me like. You fucking idiot! <laughs> as he's eclipsed by this fucking smoke, <laughs> he never saw the eel. Once it settled, that eel was gone. Oh my god, it's amazing! It's that's a like Joe a moment. That's a true, truthfully, like a <laughs> underwater get. I'm just thinking like the Pete Holmes in his natural habitat. Like instead of like squirting the ink dust, squirting I, the ink, it's ink cloud. I mean, yeah, it's I, like he rustles up the dust. I kick up the dust and ruin everybody's one chance to see an But eel. if you were gone at that moment and Aaron never saw you again, yeah. that'd be the most amazing. <laughs> story ever it's like he just kicked up this dust and he was gone he was gone forever and then we um let's see i was gonna ask you if you want to sing along to a pop song or if you want to play fake laugh to real laugh one involves singing okay and it's just it's a basic game where I, i like to play it in the car where if you're listening to a pop song you've never listened to the point of the game is not to be good at the game it's not like get the lyrics right yeah and we always do a slow one the point is to play a game where you're singing along to a song you've never heard before okay but you're not supposed to like make up funny lyrics or anything necessarily. You're just supposed to try and sing along. And the other thing is, or we can fake laugh, yeah. and while looking at each other, and then when it turns into a real laugh, you raise your hand. That's all. There's two games we could end with. Okay, I like the fake laugh, real laugh. Fake one. laugh, real laugh. I do. Kind of I've, I've been doing. I've been doing this when I go out and say hello to people. Sometimes uh, fans want to do it, and it's always fun. So we start with a fake laugh. Oh, shit, I'm like, that's <laughs> gonna be bad. We're gonna be bad at it. I don't mind. <laughs> And we can do it more than once. We'll okay. do it a couple times, okay. so it's fine. So, ready? You raise your hand when, when it's real. Do we have to look at each other? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. I got this. Well, we should start with our head down. And then and look then, up? Yeah, yeah. That's going to make it me. funnier. That'll help me. Okay. All right. <clears throat> ready? <clears throat> You're right. You start with the head up. <laughs> <laughs> the reveal. Yeah, the reveal's too much. Ready? <laughs> a little real. I did a little real. There we go. Round two. <laughs> what was that? I feel like I'm just like an old. I know. <laughs> okay. 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 <laughs> I can't fake laugh. I don't know how to fake laugh. You can do it. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. All right. <laughs> one, one last one. All right, right. 
Yeah, that is a, that is a fake laugh. That's kind of. All comedy is dead. I could probably fake laugh till I die right now. <laughs> That's good. Let me look at the notes. Mom, I was going to ask you about your mom. Who cares? Milk. Milk is gross. My mom is gross. I could talk about my mom for a whole podcast. I could talk about her hospice nursing for a whole podcast. Oh, really? Yeah, it's insane. Well, Next time. Okay. Well, we can do it again. Creative. Oh, creative pen. I got an astronaut pen in the mail today, and it made me very excited. Jesus Christ. I know. Isn't life sad? <laughs> <laughs> so what is the astronaut pen? Upside down underwater? I don't is know that if it goes is? underwater. You know what I I li- feel like they can just slap astronaut before any product, and idiots will buy it. <laughs> Oh, I just told you I bought an astronaut pen. I just wanted a pen that won't won't explode in my pocket. Oh, no. These are the cool ones, actually. Oh, you're not just saying that, are you? No, no, no. These are the ones ones that look like uh, like tiny little tampons. Yeah, like an OB tampon. I've had a girlfriend before. Yeah, I don't know how... (laughs) I don't know how that stuff works. If I were a girl, I'd use OB tampons, the kind that don't have. I'm serious. just thinking if an astronaut had a fucking pen, they wouldn't. It wouldn't be like this slick and like. St- no, absolutely and like, not. And like Apple, right? You know what I mean? This. I mean, this looks like it's like fucking. And I'd like to think real this astronauts looks like so slick and stylish. I think astronauts sure. a little dorkier, of course, and like more practical. I mean, of course. And they, I don't think they all like Neapolitan. I think they like chocolate, just like every good goddamn <laughs> American. Everybody's just eating the fucking chocolate on that shit. Um, yeah, the strawberries. SGFs? Oh, five girlfriends. Love gets better. Five girlfriends? Remember I told you I feel like I need five girlfriends? Oh, yeah, my goodness. The cult Bieber buyout language. It's, uh, I was saying that like when we call things like Bieber buyouts, mm. when when we change language, it's something that I was reading about L. Ron Hubbard did and the military does. Whereas if I can make you be like, I'm not a Bo Burnham fan, I'm a bowhead or whatever it is. That's that's one way to indoctrinate me into like fandom of you into mm. being like it's a thing. Yeah, yeah. Even yeah. any community, comedians, we do bits, we do sets, we're on the road. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? yeah. Like that's one of the things. That's how we brainwash ourselves into being. Like, <laughs> yeah, funny. This yeah I had thing. like a song before that would like it was like a stupid. It was basically just trying to satirize hip hop and the idea, but it, I just said in the, in the thing the word like Bose hose. I said yeah. that and, like I'll have girls like come to the show. You know, I want to and it's funny. I think like they have a sense of humor about it, but like yeah. I, I was very clear not to like hashtag my things with this. Uh, you know what I mean? Like Selena. What, what they, they, there's all them Selena Nader. I, I saw MTV trying to start one. I feel like called Cumber Bitches for Benedict Cumberbatch. And I was oh like, I just, wow! Like, I don't even think that's true. But wow, I'm a Cumber Bitch. I, I would him. be a Cumber Bitch. Holy yeah. shit, he's amazing. I want to spread him on my toast. Um, he just looks milky. You know no, what I'm saying? He, he's amazing. Um, uh, yeah, he makes like chinless look really sexy, which I didn't think was possible. Oh my god, you're right. Yeah, I think it's possible. That's the real mystery, Sherlock. Where's your chin? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, that was a fake laugh. No, I was getting that. That was amazing. That's, you? Um, uh, well, but yeah, it's crazy. That 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 is truly mind blowing. But I guess it's I know I know it's like regular and who cares? Just kids what? that'll be involved. Oh, they love those? things and then they won't. No, 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 not post. But I just mean like the general name. Like who cares? And they. You know, people are fans of stuff, and they go away, and it doesn't matter. It's not really. I mean, there's wor- There's I, certainly worse things in the world. Pat Oswalt has a good bit about like now that I'm like the Patheads. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, but he says a thing of like now that I'm older and have a kid, I don't even really give a fuck. The le- the thing I give a sh- don't give a shit about is like creed sucking. Right. Like, I'm glad these guys are just making shitty music and not right. killing people or yeah. whatever. You know, but. Uh, it's I don't know. It's still annoying. It's interesting. It's just yeah, annoying because like I, I, it's not so much what they are doing as much as what could be in their place. You know, or maybe it's just you know like, what's weird. I like was, music and all this should be. I was just a talking about that. Kid, you know, 
What's like Nickelback comes on the radio? I, like I don't listen to the radio, but if Nickelback comes on the radio, I have no problem. With, why do we all know the words to Nickelback songs, but we all agree that Nickelback sucks? It's one of those things that I don't understand. Yeah, yeah. Like I have no problem with. Uh, I can't even think of any other songs. But well, like, it's also just like it all sounds the same. To hip, me. cool people to think they suck. I mean, they sell f- so many. Well, they sell out. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly yeah. right. So just you know, right. Um, I used to love Creed. There's a thing that the word hate just becomes like self perpetual. You know, it's like it's I loved sh- Creed. You I love want Creed. You to know that Katie's still laughing about me loving Creed. Creed is because I was Christian, and they were like kind oh, of vaguely Christian. Oh, surprise, Christian. surprise! The Delta Airline headphones. No, no, it's okay. Oh, it's okay. No, it's probably my dumb big head. I have a giant. For people listening, I have a giant. head. All comedians have giant ears. ears. Yeah. I know. I have a giant head. It's, it's a huge not, head. Not fun. Yeah. If I were bowling with your head, I'd be the greatest bowler. <laughs> it would be an unfair advantage. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> Very nice thing. Uh, what, what were you just saying? Uh, we were talking about me loving Creed and Nickelback, and you were saying it's just cool people that don't like Nickelback. Oh, yeah, I guess that's what we were saying. I think we did. We walked a really fine line between acknowledging fandom, putting down fandom, like breaking it apart, but also being like it's okay sometimes. I think we did a lot of things. No, it's great. I mean, and like the thing is, I, I say like if I'm bringing down my own ship with this, like so be it. You know what I mean? I'm, I mean, of course, I'm not going to do anything. I don't have any power in the world. Sure. But like – I know I'm – I mean the whole – I build everything. I Like I know how much of a hypocrite I'm being. You sure. Know? But it's hard to be – to question anything here without being hypocritical because it's such a terrible place out here. In Los, Los Angeles. Angeles. Well, just not – but just being involved in this sort sure. of – I think very blind and impersonal. You know, for, for it's just a shame that like the people that – we're making all these products for, for the most part, exist on spreadsheets. And, you mm-hmm. know, the same people that are making the coolest shows are going, dang, why is the Nielsen? There's only this many people and people right. are DVRing. Watch it live. And it's right, like, right, right, right. Oh, right. man. Like, did you forget what you're doing? Like, yeah. It was like, it was like that surprise thing I loved. But, like, when Arrested Development, like, Vic, like they made 66 episodes or something, 54 episodes, you know? Yeah. And uh, this is irrelevant to them coming back or whatever. Um, but like in pe- you know, they like so quickly it felt like victimized themselves. I like, can't believe we got canceled. We were so good. It's like you made a show fifty four yeah. episodes. Who yeah. cares if Cheers went for five hundred? Who yeah, cares yeah, if yeah. everyone else is doing? You got you. Wow, what an amazing life you've been given. Right. It's like a lot of these. Everyone wants so quickly to play underdog and to play like they've been fucked out. You know what I mean so, like that's a, I feel like a lot of cool people yeah. do is like oh we I'm fucked and we're, no one watches this right, and, right, you know, right. and I'm just having this slight experience or having these urges to do that with this. Maybe possibly this MTV show, and I'm trying not to because it's right. like, no, I'm I'm it's, I'm obscenely lucky. It's next to 99 percent of the, of the world, you know, I'm or always, whatever. So it's like I cannot complain about this. Like I, I know I'm blown away by your perspective. Friends who are putting up plays in New York City, you know, and they, sure. they get 40 people to come to a show, and it's amazing. And it's and, entire and, that's, and, that's, and that is amazing. Yeah. 40 is amazing. I mean, yeah. 40 people. I should. It's only right. two of you. Right. So like the fact that I'd be complaining about. A point two, which is an, you know whatever the friggin' abstract demographic right, is, right, right. all these people, yeah. is is disgusting. And 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 the point that I would indulge it to the point where I want to victimize myself, so people are feeling bad for me. That's right. Be, like if you know if, if Zach Stone gets canceled, which you know it's a good chance it would be, or whatever. That's a chance it would be, you know. Sure. Um, I don't want you know the thing. The last thing people should feel is bad for me. Of course, the last thing people should feel is bad for me. I right. To, I mean, I. Um, an amazing life, amazing sure. opportunity. Even making this show, doing twelve episodes, is more than I ever thought I'd be able to do in my life. Yeah, you know. And the, but some people be like, "No, bring it on, bring it on," because this means you're rooting for me, and I'm the underdog, and right, you'll want right, to see my right, next right. thing. You know, and e- even though it might be business savvy, it's a little gross. It's really funny. It is business savvy. I remember Latoya London, I believe, on one of the seasons of American 
Idol I watched, she said like uh, she said what you said, which she said. Um, it doesn't matter if I... She was in the bottom three. She goes, it doesn't matter if I make it to the next round. I'm so blessed to have made it this far. And I'm so grateful that I made it this far. And she was voted off. Mm. And the girl who sucked, who was not as good and cried, got voted on to the next week. Mm-hmm. And I remember the judges kept pointing that out. They were like, LaToya made a mistake. She shouldn't have said that. So it's interesting. Yeah. You're right. Politically, it makes more sense to be like, please help. Yeah. Cry. Yeah, there's two sides, but yeah, it's weird. Gratefulness can be used as a, but it can also be used as a sell. Really, I'm so grateful. Oh my God, you guys, I can't believe it. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. <laughs> uh, I'm so happy to be here. Oh my God, you guys, you guys, are the best. I don't know. You know, it's like it's weird because like there's a sentiments that I want to express to people without sounding like that. Like I am so grateful that I'm, yeah. I'm so grateful yeah. that I'm here and I've you have given me this life. You know, truthfully. But uh, the only way I can repay you is to keep my head down and do my work and not to, like, sh- like love you and tell you how much I love you. Right, right, right. That's not what this relationship was built on. It was built on me being funny or me making jokes and you liking them. It wasn't built off of, like, me and you exchanging, like, webcam things where it's, like, ask – everyone does this now, like, ask whatever, you know, yeah, hashtag yeah. ask whatever. And yeah. somebody just answer questions. Yeah. It's, like, crazy. <laughs> and then, they, of course, they want to buy the magazine where they – caught a picture of you coming out of the because they want to see their friend they want right, to see their friend coming right, out of right, a restaurant right. why wouldn't so of you take the a picture pu- of why your friend you, yeah well, you know or interrupt objectifi- him during dinner i think almost always the objectification starts with the celebrity and yeah. not with the public i think that celebrity objectifies themselves well they made that point on extra of course exception, uh, on the show extras yeah. ricky DeRace makes that point where he's like if when when my celebrity was making me rich i was fine with it but when it ruins my dinner it's like get the fuck out of here yeah, it's like, yeah. well you can't really have both yeah 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 for yeah sure. it's interesting but the thing is you know i think i'm weird enough and just a little fringe enough where it, it won't ever be an issue for me you know, right i'm not again i don't know if that's true but okay yeah i just I, you know i'm not fa- i don't think of myself as famous people sure. get really like oh, what what you know like i've heard people say like get angry at that or something but i i, I just really and i'm not even saying like because I have a different definition of fame. So no, no, like I walk down the street, and no one recognizes me. I mean, like, right. I'm not recognized. I have a small pocket of uh, young, cool people that seem to dig my stuff. And Bozos, come out, you know, yeah. Bozos, yeah. <laughs> and when I go to a show, and like all of those people from a city come to one place, the I, Bozos I, I, shows. I sure look. <laughs> I, uh, I I look famous. Yeah, know? I understand. But in normal life, I totally am not. And well, I would love to just keep this, you know. But you have to try to get. Well, more that's what Jim Gaffigan said. You never wanted to be cool. Because once you're cool, you're on the way down. Like he's like, I don't want to be on the cover of Rolling Stone. He's just like, I'll, I'll just maintain what I'm doing, and that'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. Well, he did a great job. I mean, he's been at such a cool level the whole for a time. long time. Yeah, a long time. But he's a, he's big. He's yeah, huge. It's yeah. so crazy. He's like he, the biggest comedian that never had a show. Right. Or like never had his gaff again. You know? never had a hit show. He had Welcome to New York. Oh, and that was him starring in it? Yeah, but then uh, they, it started as very obviously a vehicle for him, and then it became more of an ensemble where oh, he was okay. the star still. I know. It's hard for me to like, picture but nobody's show going show being their show unless it's literally their last name or their right. first name in it, because that's what everyone's doing nowadays, right. which is cool. Yeah. Well, uh, well, let's push this out. We'll put this out so people can watch Zach Stone Wants to be Famous. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's Thursday at 10.30 yeah. p.m. It's, uh, What's today? It's Thursday. Oh, today's Thursday. It's so we'll put this out tomorrow and people will catch it next week. Yeah, cool. You can watch it. You can probably catch up. You can catch up on some episodes on MTV.com or you can buy it. I'm going to watch that Liberace show. Liberace is amazing. By really? It's amazing. I-, I loved it. I mean, I'm gonna they're just such good hand. actors. I'm gonna, I love Maddie D. 
everyone's flipping over Rob Lowe, and he was funny, he was good, but I, I just like Michael Douglas. The fact that he could pull out a performance like this so late in his career is just yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's beautiful, and it's like so touching, and it's really just a story about this very complicated uh, marriage. You yeah. Know? <laughs> but it doesn't handle, you know, because some people like handle the fact that, I feel like very often, not to get into more things, but very often like, gay being gay it's like if you touch gay you're making a statement so right. be careful with it and it's right. great it's like no no it's just another thing about this they happen to be gay and they happen to be rich and they happen to be you know what I mean right. there's a bunch of things it's not right. you and know, he's Liberace yeah yeah there's so many there's so many things that has nothing to do with you know it's not making a statement about right. gay but I feel it's like, just a human story exactly but I feel like sometimes when gay characters are involved, people get scared right. because it will become a statement. Right. So they 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 want to like well, handle it. That sounds like progress. If we're if uh, uh, movies coming out and they're like they really portrayed a gay relationship like in this. And it, I think they portrayed a gay, gay relationship without worrying that they were that, portraying that we were a gay, gay. relationship. That's what I'm that, you know, that's that's what I think. That feels important. like progress. Yeah, I'm gonna go watch it. Yeah, well, it's just great, it. and it's, it's just the acting is amazing. I love it. Soderbergh, uh, you know, I, I always have to get used to watching his stuff. I always, but yeah, it's, uh, it's so good. It, it's so cool, cool, and it's right. like really fast and great and funny. It's on HBO. It's sad, uh, yeah, I think it's, it's like HBO. on demand, right? Yeah, it's on HBO Go. Cool, HBO, HBO Go. Hey, HBO Go, fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I forgot to let people in on the scenario that made that funny. Which is what? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Would you say, uh, thank you, first of all, thank you so much for doing it. I'm so thrilled that you wanted to do it again. Oh, man, and it's so fun. I, I, I got such um, you know, nice words from the first one. I feel uh, like we could do it. At, let, next time, let's talk about your mom. Uh, let's yeah, talk about your family. Uh, uh, and yeah. I'm going to crack you open and make you spill every intimate detail about your life. <laughs> My relationship. It's going to be really I, uh, weird. Yeah, I hope... Um, I hope I didn't. I, I know. I hope I didn't come off as a big rolling ball of pretension. That this is a safe That's place. You didn't, first of all. But even if you wanted to, this is a fun place to wear that hat. Okay, because I'm aware that I am that no. at times. But I'm only that in this room. The whole time. You were the perfect blend of saying some deep shit well, and acknowledging that you don't know anything. Oh, that's that's don't 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 use the p word. Perfect is never. <laughs> it's dangerous. Uh, okay, you were a wonderful blend. <laughs> you were a robust blend. A wonderkind blend. You were a wonderkind. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for doing. Oh, you got to say keep it crispy. Would you say keep it? That's how we end it. Keep it crispy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Bo. Boom, 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 boom. boom. Now leaving nerdist.com.